what's your NES origin story? I want to hear uh, How about Sir, Joe, uh, Sir, Joe, uh, Sir JDM, go. I want to hear JDM first. For me, uh, I don't really have... Uh, it's not like I don't have any recollections, but my memories are like fragmented back when we had the... Um, Actually, we don't have the NES. We had the Famicom, and I, what I remember was I played the heck a lot of it. And I think the first game that I have played was Castlevania. Um, my aunt borrowed it from uh, someone uh, in their office, and I played it. But I never. I remember how frustrated I got when I. Um, encounter the Medusa heads, those um, <laughs> stupid Medusa heads. That... Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we did have the Famicom. We, my, um, I played it a lot with my father. He even, I remember, um, my father, I, my dad. He did something that's really uh, different uh, when we were playing the uh, Famicom. What he did is. We have that uh, the RCA connector already, the one with the yellow, uh, yellow, white, and uh, the red connectors. The RC cables, yes. Yeah, yeah, the RCA cables. So he plugged the yellow connectors to the TV for the video. Then what he did with the audio is he plugged it to our um, stereo, and oh. I was really amazed when I heard the. Um, the music from Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers 3 and he started like dancing to the tune and it's like a very um, I think that's I think that's uh, maybe one of the reasons I got into the into music when I heard when he did that to I didn't even know that's that possible yeah so from the Famicom directly towards the stereo yeah not, not But, on the TV not to the TV because um The TV had its own um, audio inputs, right? But what he right. did is because those are three like three separate uh, connectors. Mm-hmm. Ah. He connected the the video, the yellow ones, to the TV. Then one is course, directly the to one, the yeah. those audio. The left, the red, and the white go to the stereo. Directly to the um, input of the, the radio. Stereo. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, now. Oh. I didn't know that. Was, I didn't. I didn't know you can do that. Maybe I was talking very later in the in my childhood years when mm-hmm. we had the bootleg of the Famicom. <laughs> Because if you say Famicom, it's only RF, right? You all you RF. only have the RF. Yeah, the RF. But in our defense, how can we tell it was a bootleg? Mm. We didn't know. <laughs> We're just happy we had one. It, it looks the same as well. It, it did look the same. Yeah, yeah it, it, look, it was built almost as tough too. Yeah, yeah you're right. The saying. only different, um, the only difference is that it's um, gray, mm-hmm. and in the controller you have the turbo buttons already. Right. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, I've told the story before, but yeah, I started off with Atari, played ColecoVision, but when the Famicom era rolled around the NES Famicom era rolled around we had the Famicom in the Philippines and the first I'd ever tried it was in a garage 
a garage rental studio in in BF Homes in Paranaque. Uh, I was in high school and people were talking about this amazing new thing called the Famicom. And I just had to see it. So I went to this place that they were talking about, which is a gr- little garage rental place in BF Homes in Paranaque. <clears throat> and I beheld this entire Hilera, this entire line of people playing, waiting to play the Japanese Famicom. They were paying 25 pesos for one hour of Japanese Famicom. And people were waiting to really play. They were even bringing US dollars to try to exchange into Philippine pesos to pay money to be able to play the Japanese Famicom. And I got my turn and I had the choice of games there. I had no idea what these games were because I was familiar with uh, Atari and and ColecoVision. But I randomly chose one and it happened to be Legend of Kage. And I slapped it onto the Famicom. Uh, I played it and I was hooked instantly. There was no way that my experiences with with Atari 2600 or or ColecoVision could possibly compare with how fluid, how responsive, how amazingly colorful the Japanese Famicom graphics, the sound, the the responsiveness of the controls to my previous experiences with Atari. Atari 2600 was fun, but it was a little hard to control. ColecoVision was fun, but there was a certain lag to the feel of playing the joysticks. But the moment that you played the Japanese Famicom, one press, one one move of the cross-directional button, you saw your character respond instantly. And you could see how the gameplay radically changed because of how playing the playing it through the joypad was. And I just knew right then and there that I had to that I had to that I had to beg my parents to get me a Famicom next time that we got the money for it. It took a little while. But yeah, uh, we got a bootleg Famicom. I'm not quite sure if it was a real Famicom or a bootleg Famicom because it was it was the exact same color as a normal Famicom. But uh, yeah, I started amassing bootleg games like crazy, like Super Mario Brothers, B Wings, uh, Sky Destroyer, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, Formation Z, and everything. All of these amazing Famicom games. A lot of which I realized never came over to the United States. Because when I started looking around for these games as as their equivalent in US NES cartridges, they didn't ex- they didn't exist. But there were a lot of Japanese Famicom games that you could actually play without knowing a single lick of Japanese. So I'm happy and I'm thankful that my experience of Famicom NES started off in the Philippines because I had a much broader field of what games are available. So that's my first isn't experience it, with Japanese NES. Isn't it wonderful? You don't uh, when you play the game and you don't have to read the Japanese text. It's Agreed. just you know uh, the game just uh, just pushes you right into it, and then mm. just figure out how you uh, just figure out yeah. the controls uh, by yourself. You're not really reading anything, so it doesn't really matter if it's in Japanese or not. I would say that's the height of gameplay design. If you can intuitively understand what you're supposed to do once you get tossed into a game without having to read a manual, I would say that is an extremely well-designed game already because you're making use of your gamer instinct. So, yeah. yeah what button shoots, what button jumps, mm-hmm. yada, yes. yada, yada. Yes. Oh, uh, we got a few comments down there. Sir JDM, could you please? Yes, uh, we have a comment from Seabird Silagan who says, uh, Little Nemo is one of my favorite, not to mention games like Castlevania, Rockman, mm-hmm. uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Super Mario. Mm-hmm. 
and we also have uh, Reiki. Hello, Reiki, and mm. he mentioned first experience in Famicom is Castlevania. That stuff. And oh yeah. He also added. Um, I remember our Super Mario Brothers game has a level select on the title screen. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you can choose a level, even the minus world. And my cousins. Uh, SMB3, you can select uh, power up by pressing the select button. I remember. Really, uh, dang! Yeah, I remember mm. this. You you press the um, mm. uh, the ones that uh, you can choose the power ups in the mm. overworld. Mm. Then you just press select. Then the power ups come up. Then you mm. just press A. Then you get the power up. <laughs> I didn't know that actually that was a bootleg as well. And we also have from uh, we also have a comment here from Jamenten. He says, "My memory of NES is I'm always pissed whenever I start to play Duck Hunt, and my is there with me. I never get a chance to play because of him, and he's drinking bodies." Always... Fuck that dog! No, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a dog person, but fuck that dog. <laughs> uh, one more. Mm. And from Baron Iroika, uh, not sure, but my dad and Tita, um, parents, they have, uh, they both have Famicom each. Uh, nakita ko lang before, nasa shoebox and ang carts. Mm. Yes, so I, that's I where don't we know keep if, them. Yeah. That's where we keep I them. I think that's like the that's the most logical um, thing that you could use the cartridge, right? It's safe. Uh, so in my case, back in the early '90s, uh, I'm uh, also Famicom. So it's either I'm going to the neighbors just to play. If, if the uh, some of my neighbor friends had a, had the Famicom, either that or um, just having enough lunch money, mm. then uh, and then spending those and uh, to the rental shops. And it wasn't until 1997, was it 92 or 93? When uh, when my mom uh, when my mom when my parents did bought us our uh, our own Famicom, I remember it's uh, it's uh, it, it was at Uniwide uh, Uni uh, Uniwide Carriedo back the, uh, guys Uniwide. This is the biggest mall before SM. Okay, <laughs> for you uh, for you Gen Z people out there, uh, Uniwide was for the your thing. for your wholesale needs. For your whole Uniwide Warehouse Club, um, so we uh, so we bought our uh, Famicom there. Not even sure if it's a bootleg or not. So we played the hell out of that uh, that system up until we got us, uh, and then I, then eventually it did wore off. Oh, I remember. Oh, it's an RF. If it's an RF, that's a uh, that's a that's a bootleg, yeah. Um, because you know those devil pitchfork, you know um, uh, the ones the that you screw up the back of the back of the TV. Hmm. So uh, so eventually, because we keep uh, because we keep on putting it in and out, eventually those two uh, those prongs eventually got torn off to the point that yeah, it's no longer um, uh, it's no longer possible for them to be used. So so we had to give up on that uh, on the Famicom. And then, uh, and then in 1995, 96, that's the time when we got our own Sega Mega Drive. So that's my origin story of the NES. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're just doing all of the, uh, we're just doing this kind of tangents, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because 
on this particular movie that we're gonna discuss it's about how um how a single kid from chicago wanted to uh, wanted to get the the super hot uh, gaming system of the late 80 uh, of the late 80s which is the mm-hmm. nes nintendo in the nintendo entertainment system and he wanted it so bad that um he did all sorts of uh he did all sorts of things just to get it like any like like any other dumb kid would do um we would have done the same things as he did if uh if, if it means getting an, our own nes so um do you think he'll get the nes uh the nes that he wanted or does the spirit of christmas mean something else and he'll learn something else so uh, that's the whole uh, that's the whole shebang of the movie. So we'll just get into it. Eight uh, Bit Christmas came out uh, just twi- uh, just on twenty uh, la- uh, on twenty twenty one two years ago. Mm-hmm. Came out on HBO Max, and as far as I remember, this was still the time of the pandemic. Uh, Warner Brothers was slated to release this in the theaters, but unfortunately, because of the whole pandemic thing. This was the time when they were releasing all of their movies in HBO Max. Um, for those of you who still remember uh, Godzilla, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, they released that one on HBO Max. They, they didn't really, they didn't release that uh, in, uh, in in the theaters. So, Eight Bit Christmas was one of those movies that they made. Mm. So this one was uh, was uh, was. Um, was done with Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, he, he's the uh, he's the main guy um, narrating to his daughter on how he got his uh, his Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. Um, so, our um, initial thoughts, gentlemen, before we before we get into the details of the movie, uh, mm-hmm. Sergio Diaz, you first. Uh, for me, it reminds me of. Um, those you know those 80s movies inclu- uh, that involves kids like The Goonies mm-hmm. um, It although it's not um, It was uh, like a horror movie mm-hmm. there was a part there that they they are they were still children uh, back in the uh, 80s and then we uh, I remember if it's Pan, uh, was it Peter Pan with um, Robin Williams? There was also the um, the kids there. It reminds me of that. Um, but this one is kind of they like simulated the vibes of the 80s, and it involves a group of kids who were eager to have their own uh, Nintendo Entertainment System for Christmas. <coughs> That's my first impression of. Sir Joel, well, um, the definitely it it does harken back to the comedies of the eighties and nineties. It certainly does feel like it, and it, uh, yeah, like JDM says, it's a lot like the Goonies. It feels a lot like one of those um, group comedies, like uh, oh shoot, the, the 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 title escapes me nowadays. But it's it's does capture that feel. It does capture the feel of. A group comedy where you kind of start to root for all of them, not just the main character. You start to understand that the characters, each one is developed with a unique personality. And 
they all come together into one cohesive team. It's I also like the from the from the beginning from when it was initially advertised. It tried to advertise how accurate it was to how things were back in the eighties, and it was semi-successful in capturing that 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 feel uh, uh, the the atmosphere of the eighties. Because I was not, I did not. Uh, grow up here in the United States uh, from the 80s, but it certainly did kind of run the atmosphere of how it must have looked like in the 80s, and I would say it was it was kind of successful in that. So generally, I was hyped to watch it when, from the first moment that the trailer came out, and eventually I did, and uh, it succeeded in some aspects. It was lacking in some, but yes, we'll get into more detail on it as we start talking about the finer points of the. All right, uh, thank you for that, Sir Joel. So, mm-hmm. uh, to me, uh, just to piggyback on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was uh, so the uh, so the movie is being told by Neil Patrick Harris um, to all of you uh, to all of you kids out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know him by um, uh, uh, you, you might know him from his early works like you know uh, uh, Doogie Howser MD. He was in Harold uh, Moore, <laughs> and of course How I Met Your Mother. And uh, that being said. The way he narrates the story, the way he tells the story, kind of feels like another episode of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yes. Basic premise of the story was how did he get his NES? Mm-hmm. He could have just said it like a few lines, like two sentences. That's it. I I got my <laughs> NES by doing this by doing this. That mm-hmm. that that would be it. But he went for the uh, but he went the whole shebang on it. Um, mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Uh, so he went from the very beginning, uh, to be honest, and a lot of those informations uh, he, he he would have just skipped. But you know, um, then we don't have a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I like how they portray the characters here. Um, they did mention about it, the Goonies. I'd say all of those, all of those things, plus South Park. Um, only because the way they the way they trash talk each other, the way they the way they, they interact with each other, kind of feels like the South Park kids, like uh, <laughs> like they tend to cuss each other out, but deep down they're still friends. You know, uh, like normal kids. And I like how they act like they act like kids here, like any uh, like any other '80s kid would. Um, uh, would act, would say, would talk. How uh, how would they interact with with each other, especially during those times when the NES came out? I mean, uh, I can only imagine because you know, um, as in the Philippines, I mean, the culture of the of the Nintendo is different. Not that I mean, I'm not saying it's too different, but I think this, um, if we're going, if, if there's a if there's going to be a you know uh, movie just like this one, I think there's a, I think there will be a few. If I, I think there will be a few differences, but basically the premise will be the same. Mm-hmm. I can imagine Sir JDM wanting his own, uh, wanting his own NES, and then he'll, and then he'll rally all of us, me, Sir Joel, <laughs> uh, Miss, mm-hmm. uh, Miss Eileen, Sir Dan, Sir Viraj, and then he'll rally us. Oh, guys, we need to buy our own NES. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, so how are you? How are we going to do that? Oh, we're going to do this. 
how can we pull that off? Oh, we need to do this. We need to do that. That's it. Mm. Um, acting here is okay. Uh, acting here is okay. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris didn't really do much except just to narrate the story. It um, it just re- it just revolved around the kids primarily mm. on the early beginnings, uh, on how they they wanted the NES up until to the point that they uh, it's like you know their friends like yeah sure um if there's one nes in the neighborhood then you have no choice but you but they have they have to go there mm-hmm. and they're like within that circle of friends even if one of them gets one then that means all of them can benefit from yes, the, uh, absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. and and i'm like in any given circle of friends we would have done the same thing like if Sir Joe is the only one in the Timeless Gamer crew would have the NES, most likely everybody uh, hangs around my place. Everybody yeah. comes up, comes home after, uh, comes yeah. to my place after school. We get right? to, we all get to yeah. take turns. We all get to play. That that's how it would have worked. <laughs> and that and, sounds and I communist. That, yeah, um, I would. I, I appreciate uh, that kind of storytelling because that's how would anybody of uh, anybody. Among our generation would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I kind of like it. Uh, so I kind of like that. Um, okay. So I'm just gonna just gonna pull that off. Um, what else? So yeah, we can probably go straight now with the uh, with the meat pota- meat and potatoes of the show. We'll just discuss it in full detail. Mm. Uh, let's maybe just some semi spoilers, especially to those people who are not, uh, who haven't watched the movie. <laughs> Yes, fair um, uh, warnings to those who have not watched the movie. This is the point where you pause the podcast, where you remember the minutes, where you stop the podcast in the recording, you watch the movie, and then you come back after after yeah. watching the movie. This is where you continue, uh, where you continue listening. Just a quick announcement as well. Unfortunately, YouTube just uh, just suspended our feed because we were showing oh the goodness. trailer. Oh my goodness! Ah. <laughs> now we're just uh, so now we're just live on Facebook and Twitch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Anyway, we... so uh, that's it. We're not gonna be showing. We're not gonna be showing the trailers anymore. So ah. you know. <laughs> so for all of you, uh, so for uh, so unfortunately for the YouTube uh, watchers. Uh, well, you're not gonna you're not gonna be watching uh, you're not gonna be seeing this anyway. But hopefully, there there are uh, you guys are smart uh, you guys are smart enough to switch over to Twitch or Facebook. Anyway, so yeah, uh, let's get into it. Um, so the movie starts with <coughs> Patrick Harris walking in Chicago, uh, in, da- in downtown Chicago, Illinois, uh, with his daughter, and the daughter was uh, was uh, was trying to convince him to get her. Uh, to get her a uh, a phone, a, se- a cell phone, phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. like a cell phone, and then um, so they were uh, they were on their way going to his old home, uh, uh, O'Neill Patrick uh, Harris's home. So his name is uh, Jake Doyle. Hey. So uh, yeah, so uh, so they went back to his old house uh, for uh, for uh, for the holidays for Christmas. And the daughter's like, uh, you know, typical uh, Generation Z, um, the Zoomers, the, the, zo- <laughs> the Zoomers, and she's like, oh, what am I gonna do? Uh, what am I gonna, what am I going to do here? So uh, am I so boring around here? And um, and Jake says, oh, uh, we can just play NES. So we saw the NES right there, 
still still very pristine, still clean in his room, and mind you, it's still plugged in. And I'm like, oh, okay. So apparently, uh, your N- your NAS has been plugged in ever since you were gone, <laughs> <laughs> and conveniently, it's still there. And they uh, so they pulled out um, a shoebox, kangaroos, uh, a kangaroo shoebox, and all of the uh, all of the cartridge are in there. Um, he had a few that I recognized. He got Paperboy and Rampage. Um, so uh, the, so Jake pulls out Paperboy, and they and of course uh, this is a cartridge, NES cartridge. Uh, they did the blow thing, mm-hmm. so they blew on the cartridge. <laughs> Put it on the put it on the NES, both controllers, and then Sergey then was like, "Oh, I didn't realize Paperboy was a two-player game." <laughs> Because when they sat down, they were uh, Neil Patrick Harris was holding the uh, player one, then the second controller with their daughter. Then they sat down. So it looks like were they playing multiplayer Paperboy? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, Sergey Dem. Apparently, we're back in YouTube. Uh, yes, oh, hello hi. YouTubers. Great to see you again. Uh, thank you, sir. Two wheel three sixty. Two wheel three sixty. Thanks very much. And you know, to YouTube watchers, viewers, listeners, rally behind Timeless Gamer Show. Give us your support. Tell YouTube that we need Timeless Gamer Show on all the time. <laughs> all right. So uh, thank you for Ensign Porter and Two Wheel Three Sixty for uh, for giving us the heads up. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we uh, so we have the YouTube feed now. Thank you all so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, for you uh, for the YouTube viewers, um, if shit like this happens again, uh, just mm-hmm. switch back to Facebook and uh, uh, Facebook or Twitch. Yes. Um, yes, SRGM. Uh, you were saying uh, yeah, during the first minutes of the uh, during the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. JDM was surprised that they were playing two-player Paperboy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Sir Joel? Oh, mm. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, JDM. Uh, your thoughts first. Yeah, they did. Uh, I was, I was actually expecting the blow on the cartridge thing because I think mm. that's what everybody did when they had the NES or the Famicom. Mm. It's like the, it's like the placebo effect that when when you blow at the cartridge, it will. Run properly when you place it in. <laughs> and the funniest thing is, Nintendo actually came out and said that's not that's not something that you should do. <laughs> it could actually damage your cartridge, but we still kept doing it. So <laughs> it does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. It it no, it does. It does something. It helps you imagine that it's working. <laughs> well, in my case, uh, the first few minutes of it. It had very strong Princess Bride vibes because of the fact that it gave the impression of the grandfather telling the the grandson a story, and the grandson being very reluctant to listen and everything. It 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 it, it showed it felt very 80s on that one in the fact that Neil Patrick Harris's character was telling his daughter, and she was really reluctant to listen. Dad, this is going to be one of those long, boring stories that you tell sometimes. That I'm not interested, but all right, fine. I'll humor you because I want to be able to text my friends through your cell phone. And hopefully, if I humor you enough, you'll actually give me a real cell phone already. But yeah, it it does have that. Feel. That was weird to me, actually. Mm. Mm. I mean, the NES is there. You have mm. a few games in there. Would yeah. you rather play the NES or just listen to me babble on how I got the NES? I mean, we can just we can just play. I mean, well, there's no need for him to tell the story. 
you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at how little interest the new generation has over old technology. The same way that I, it's a side, it's a, it's a, it's an aside. But I tried having my daughter watch Flight of Dragons, uh, the animation, the animated movie Flight of Dragons uh, from back in the '80s was huge. It was one of the biggest events in the Philippines back then. From Rankin Bass, it's an isekai about a guy being thrown into a fantasy world, being able, being accepted that instead of him his being a knight, he got tossed into the body of a dragon so he interacted with everybody as a dragon but it was everybody in the philippines absolutely loved that movie but when i tried showing that to my daughter alexandra she was just so reluctant like she says ah old technology old old cartoons i don't want to watch that dad but yeah that, that's that's exactly how kids nowadays react to old technology like the nes they have no appreciation of it because they have such new th- and shiny things that came after that to play with now and i guess that's the big problem uh of this of this generation and of this kid do i listen to dad babble on or do i play with this old clunky ass machine i'll just listen to dad at least i can manipulate him the machine is unforgiving <laughs> dad i'm so, being punished oh. <laughs> yeah that's true there's also that yeah <laughs> i might get punished if i don't listen to dad there you go <laughs> so like sir joel mentioned okay mm. so um so neil patrick Har- uh, so oh, jake doyle so basically mm. uh, so basically jake Uh, chose to tell the story on how he got the NES rather than focusing on playing the NES Paperboy, uh, the two-player mm-hmm. Paperboy, mind you. So, um, so, so we now head to the story on how. So the question is how he got his NES. That, uh, that's how he. Uh, that's how he opened the story. I'm gonna tell you on how I got my Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. He could have went for the shortcut, but he went for the scenic route on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're now introduced to uh, <laughs> always the scenic route. So, uh, so we're now introduced to the uh, to the young Jake Doyle, uh, circa 1988, on his way to the richest kid on the neighborhood. Mm. Actually, uh, he wasn't he wasn't even sure if it was 1988 because they. Was it 85? Then he started recollecting. Then it became the late 80s. Late 80s. <laughs> yeah, that's I know true. 19, I know it's 1980 <clears throat> because because on the camcorder eventually revealing. Yes, ah, yeah. it showed at the corner. The footage, it, yeah. Yes, in the footage. It was 1980. Um, But it so, establishes early on. It establishes early on that Jake Doyle is an unreliable narrator because he's running on <laughs> vague memories. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. <laughs> The way he tells the story, mind. Uh, so uh, keep in uh, keep in mind, guys. Take it with a grain of salt. Don't believe everything he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might uh, he might embellish the truth a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> we all do. Mm-hmm. We, For we a better all do. story. <laughs> um, so so he's on his way to the richest kid in the uh, the richest kid in the neighborhood. The only person who has the NES. So all, all the kids that. in the neighborhood are waiting on uh are were waiting on. Uh, by his porch, mm. and according to him, the first ten kids, mm-hmm. the first ten kids who uh, who uh, who arrives there, mm. gets the benefit of playing the NES uh, with him. Mm. But for some reason, with him, uh, that's yeah, we're talking like with him, with him. With him. <laughs> so he, so uh, so so he so he the way he introduces this kid, asshole, really, mm. oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, Like you, you know, one of those, uh, you know, one of those uh, kids in your neighborhood. 
he was insufferable um, you know insufferable I mean, I, yeah um, <laughs> yes yes he's here yes he's rich but he tends to uh to bloat he, he, yeah. he tends to gloat about it yeah he throws his weight around really throws his way around uh, because he can um and instead of instead of getting all of those 10 ki- uh, the first 10 kids he just knit uh, he just cherry picks the one that he likes mm-hmm. uh, to get in and i'm like oh I-, i thought the first 10 kids get inside but no he just picks whatever uh, he just picks whoever who gets in reiki is asking what's the title of the movie ma the title of the movie reiki is 8 bit christmas it was originally on hbo max but i think you can watch it on um Philippine Netflix. You can want, you can check it out if it's there right now. All right. Anyway, continue, John. Or the seven seas. Or the seven seas. All right. Continue, John. Yar yar ho ho. Um, and then um, so yeah. Um, not only that he introduced uh, uh, the kid. Uh, so the kid. Uh, so the rich kid's name is Timmy. Mm-hmm. He also introduced the rest of the gang. Mm-hmm. Um, his uh, his best friends. His circle of friends. Mm-hmm. And He's one of the first 10 kids, so basically the whole gang apparently got in. So, uh, so, and despite his, uh, despite his behavior, goddamn, it's like a gentleman's lounge down there in his basement. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't no way. Like, you know, you know like a, uh, uh, you know, you know, like like a gamer, uh, like an adult gamer's basement. It's a man like, cave. A man cave. <laughs> That's yeah, what he has. He has his own man cave down there, right? Mm. Uh, he has his own. He's not, he has his own. Uh, his own pool table. His, his own, own popcorn p- machine. Pinball machine. Pinball machine. He has yeah. his own. Um, <laughs> he has his. Uh, he has his, his own soda pop machine, dispenser machine, and goddamn. You can't. You cannot convince me that this was an unreliable narrator because nobody yeah. back in the 80s had all of that in their in their basement. You sure it, it was the ideal? It unless you're talking about somebody from the upper echelons of society. We're talking like mm. Michael Jackson level of of rich. You know, <laughs> this, 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 something like that would have been would not have been possible. The way he describes it, it's like high end stuff. Yeah. But I think most likely the uh, what actually what happened was is just a raggedy uh, like, like a raggedy pool table I mean, could be yeah it could be that's true maybe his 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 nostalgia glasses were in full yeah. in full stride then <laughs> and then uh, and then of course there it was the 42 inch Toshiba CRT and oh, below yeah. that then yes <clears throat> and I'm watching this and I'm like really on the <clears throat> this is the late 80s you got a 42 inch CRT Toshiba And then I asked these guys. Um, And without the dial, if I'm wrong, uh, oh, without the dial, <laughs> <laughs> I, I CRT TVs. If I remember correctly, again, back in the '80s, uh, the only thing that I can remember about back in the '80s was that I had a 14-inch television, and it was in black and white. That was it. That was what I remember. Mon- monochrome. Monochrome, 14 inches, and that was already big considering considering the era that I grew up in. Oh, yeah, and man. mind you, I mean, so so he tells us this is the richest kid in town, right? Mm-hmm. So this, yeah. their family is rich, and yeah. and it shows they have their own they have their own intercom in the basement. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mom, <laughs> something, right? Mom, get me some pop tarts. Hey guys, do you want some pop tarts? Wrong, 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 wrong. One pop tart. There you go. Alden gets Alden gets Alden raise their hands. They want some pop tarts. Okay, yeah. honey, how many pop tarts? Nah, just one. Yeah, <laughs> asshole kid, right? <laughs> exactly, asshole kid. Honestly, and 
I think we all knew one of those when we were kids. <laughs> I think we all did. Yeah, we were always one kid. Yeah. We just sat there and took it because we had no choice. I mean, we're, we're in it for the Nintendo anyway. And and we were desperate to become friends we with our guy. I, I, I mean, I, the, the, the mindset of children that for you to want to be best friends with the most insufferable twat. Because he had the best stuff. What can I say? <laughs> and all of the and all of this stuff coming mm. from a podiatrist mm. uh, yes. salary. Yes, and I'm like uh, for, for those of, for those who guys who don't know, a podiatrist mm. is basically a medical professional who deals mm. with feet. Basically, just people who just does pedicures. And, mm-hmm. and and I'm a medical professional as well, and I'm not, I'm not looking down on new podiatrists out there, but in this movie, basically, mm-hmm. on a uh, a podiatrist gets enough cash to get his family all of the best stuff. Apparently, I mean, I would be I, I would be more inclined to believe the money uh, in that in in that scenario if his last name was Scholl. Dr. Scholz, you know the the the, the foot brand. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, because because I, because I thought maybe the mom is doing something. Uh, the mom is doing a like a side job. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think so because the way the mom uh, the way the mom acts is like a like a Stafford wife. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and then of course, uh, so Jake Doyle uh, seeing how such an asshole, uh, 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 such an ass hat this kid is being. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like he's. He, I'm not sure because this, this is just the first instance that we see him uh, inviting the kids over. Mm-hmm. But in this scene, he's just playing the NES and just gloating to the others, not allowing them to play anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, so my my implication my implication was okay. Maybe at times he's not really sharing the NES. He's mm-hmm. just doing it in front of them. Mm-hmm. But not all the time he's letting them play. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna let you in. I'll, I'll just let you guys in, get in here. Watch me play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the next. That's the that's the best thing that you can ever you can you can ever hope for. Getting closer than NES. Mm-hmm. And um, and Jake Doyle, our hero here, decides that okay, this has to stop. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get my own NES. Wait, you didn't even put in. We well, didn't even put in his highlight. He was doing the asshole move of using the light gun right up against the television. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think he was playing. What what was he playing? Like he Operation not, Wolf. I think so. What, but what he was, was not playing. He was not playing yeah. Duck Hunt. He was doing the asshole move of stepping up straight yeah. to the TV so, and putting. I, the- so he, has to, he has to zapper. Mm. He was playing the zapper right up mm-hmm. close to the screen. And I think he was playing Operation Wolf. Something like that. Yeah, it was not mm-hmm. the actual Operation Wolf. It kind of looked like. I know. Kind of looked like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Continue. So Jake Doyle said, "This cannot stand. I need to get my own. I need to get my own Nintendo." So he goes and tries to convince his mom and dad, unsuccessfully, to get him Nintendo. So uh, Two Wheel Three Sixty says, "Podiatrist made major bank in the eighties. Mm. I can only believe you if his clients were actresses or politicians, mm. and he does good feet. <laughs> and I, I can only believe you if his if his father's name was Doctor Scholl or Doc Martin. Those two, <laughs> Doc Martin or Doctor Scholl, <laughs> and neither. <laughs> so there, he tries to convince his mom and dad to try to get him a Nintendo. He 
thought he was able to convince his mom. He thought he was able to convince his dad. It turns out that they were mistaken. Uh, he was mistaken and he was able to convince them. So yeah, he goes into all of these crazy schemes. Uh, continue, John. Uh, how did he go about it? So, um, so we now get introduced to the family, uh, mm-hmm. John Doyle's family. So the mom, uh, a school teacher, being played by June Diane Raphael, and his dad, like uh, like a carpet. I'm not sure if it's a carpenter. Um, played here by Steve Zahn, uh, John Doyle, very generic name, and Kathy Doyle, his parents. So uh, the way uh, the way his plan was, if he's able to convince or well convince his parents. Uh, to agree to getting a Nintendo, he might get it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So um, he so he tried sneaking it in with his mom, said yes, and then snuck it to his dad, and he said yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ain't no way these two know what a Nintendo was. <laughs> <laughs> so the, so uh, they they just uh, they just agreed to it now, uh, all will and nilly. And him, and then we got introduced to his sister. Mm-hmm. What a bitch! <laughs> um, uh, so, it, so the sister is Lizzie Doyle. Uh, we got introduced with Lizzie Doyle, which is played by uh, Bella Luna Resnick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she was goading it in, like, like so every every time he uh, every time he, he he pushes in the Nintendo, she's like, mm-hmm. uh, like, nope, I mean, you, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna counteract everything. You're, I'm gonna counteract. Um, all the all that your uh, all of your pitch for a Nintendo just for a cabbage uh, for just for a cabbage patch kid doll. Mm-hmm. Now the thing about it is she's playing to stereotype. She's playing to she's playing to the type because of the fact that sisters back in the eighties movies were were bitches. Honestly, if you remember uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, if you remember uh, all these uh, like like even the TV series like. Um, I completely forgot the the TV series where you're always in conflict with. I mean, even that uh, even that '70s show, Eric Foreman's sister was always on his case and and, and everything. So, and even even in Dexter's Laboratory, Dee Dee has yeah. always has always been his thing. So, yeah, it's to yeah, type. They have the uh, they, they have this kind of uh, like this sibling rivalry going on. Mm-hmm. But the yes. way she uh, but. Uh, like I'm just I'm just impressed on the kid, uh, mm. on the kid's acting. Mm, like yeah. every time every time he says something, and then she'll counteract, and then she'll and then she'll just give it give him a look like this. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> bitch, what's your move next? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never had a sister. I don't know that dynamic, but I can fully believe that this always happened way back in the '80s, even today. So, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, uh, yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was his biggest bully. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was true. so savage. Mm, that's true. That's true. Very true. Yeah. I mean, Zagorski, the big guy. The, I mean, I I don't even know if that kid is in elementary. Or, hell, I don't even know if that kid is actually a, a kid. But yeah, the fact is, <laughs> Zagorski might be a big problem. I, I were tra- I'm leaping forward already here. There's this big kid who's a the schoolyard bully. Uh, the schoolyard bully might be a bully to him. But his everyday bully was his little sister. You're right on that one, JDM. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, John, uh, go ahead. So, um, so they were on the dinner table, and um, so the kids have different agendas. Uh, Jake wanted an NES for Christmas, mm. while 
uh, well, Lizzie wants a Cabbage Patch Kid. See, I'm just gonna call it CPK. Uh, yeah. He, uh, she wants a CPK doll. Mm-hmm. Both items. Crazy expensive back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, If you guys, oh, uh, uh, oh. Uh, let me interject that one, uh, Joe. If you guys want a good documentary on how crazy things were back in the 80s for Cabbage Patch Kids and NES, check out the 80s Top 10 documentary on the History Channel hosted by Rob Blow. It gives a great blow by blow of which top 10 toys were like people were killing each other for what these toys uh for which toys and what back in the 80s back to you john uh thank you for that sir joe and mm. um so uh, you can only imagine so the uh, both parents said no mm-hmm. uh, mom yes. said that um that in japan the um, video games are are um, are causing all of this violence mm. uh causing all of these uh, uh health uh, health problems Uh, to uh, to kids out there, and they just and they just think that it's very unsafe having video games in the house, which Typical the parents. dad agrees as well. Mm. And this was the time when you know um, when when parents were a little were I'm not sure if if they were just looking for an excuse not to buy one like a valid excuse just because they cannot afford <laughs> they cannot they can't really say they cannot afford it, so they're just making some valid ex- uh, they think valid excuses not to get mm. one. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the next, and then the next day, thinking that he struck out with his parents, we got introduced to his uh, to his school environment, and we got introduced to the bully, the, the school bully, mm-hmm. uh, like her, uh, as Sir Joel mentioned. The yes. school bully is being played by. Uh, let me see if I can find the guy. Mm. Can't find the guy. Cyrus Arnold. Uh, oh, Cyrus Arnold. Video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Cyrus Arnold playing Josh Jagorski, mm-hmm. and Jagorski I've seen this dude. I've seen this dude in a few Netflix mm-hmm. uh, movies as well. He's always being mm-hmm. played as the bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I saw I, I saw him here, and I'm like, he's he's the bully again here. And mm-hmm. although looking at his looking at his overall demeanor, he's basically typecast as the bully. <laughs> Just like uh, I mean, uh, you know um, that kid back then in yeah the guy uh, who played uh, the guy who played Larry Kubiak in 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 oh shoot uh, uh, Parker Lewis can't lose I forgot I forgot his name the guy the guy who played Larry Kubiak oh dang Parker Lewis can't lose that was a good 90s that was a 90s sitcom mm-hmm. if you guys want it was and it for, was a rip off of Ferris Bueller mm-hmm. and for the uh, Like the new one, uh, what new, uh, what's his name? Will Poulter. Will Poulter, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, this yes. uh, bully kid, right? They, they all have to have one thing in common. They all have to have punchable faces. <laughs> uh, Will Poulter looks like the kid from this bully kid from Toy Story 2. Uh, from Toy Story, right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Neighbor. Actually, funny story about that side side story. He was actually mistaken for that one time, and then somebody actually asked him for an autograph of it, and he said, uh, "All right, sure. Who do I make it up to? You know, the biggest Toy Story fan. Wait a minute, I wasn't in Toy Story." And he was turning out he was being mistaken but, for the for the bully kid for that one. Yeah, kid <laughs> from Toy Story. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, Michaelin pointed it out right there. Mm, there you go. <laughs> See. So while they were uh, fending off uh, Jagorski, uh, mm. while they're playing um, King of the uh, King of the Hill. Or yes. King of the Mountain. Mm-hmm. So apparently, news got uh, news got out that uh, Timmy got 
his hands on the latest Nintendo product, the Power Glove. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and and me watching the movie, I'm like, oh shit! And I was watching this with my wife, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and and she was asking, what's wrong with it? And I'm like, dude, the Power Glove sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie pointed it out. It it it, it did suck. I mean. Okay, so with the power glove, um, so uh, to, to be honest, I haven't. Re- I, I don't even know that the power glove existed. Not until I, not not until I saw uh, AVGN did an episode about the power glove. So mm-hmm. I don't know the power glove existed since uh, not up not up until 2008, because we, we because we were Famicom guys. We don't know. We don't have that. We don't have that accessory. Mm-hmm. It's no. just a controller. Mm-hmm. But, but but in America, you got Rob the robot, and you got your. Mm-hmm. You, uh, we we did got the zapper. But mm-hmm. we don't. But we didn't get the power glove. Um, and I said to her, "Oh, um, you know how the Wii mode? The Wii mode is basically what the, uh, what the power glove is uh, back in the '80s. So uh, you can. Uh, so so I explained how the power the, how the power glove supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And um, so the kids were like, "Okay, so that's another reason to get into his house. So mm-hmm. how so." How do we get in here? So how so how do we get in? So apparently we need to bribe him with gifts. So yeah. the next day, so the next day over, instead of ten uh, kids, I think they got the whole school precinct. <laughs> yeah, the whole school precinct. Um, he, uh, hearing the news, all of them have gifts for Timmy. Oh, mm-hmm. especially with the, the school janitor, I think. Mm. <laughs> so the whole school precinct plus the janitor. <laughs> Um, so yeah. Um, oh, two wheel three sixty with a comment on YouTube. The wizard is a two hour advertisement for the power glove. There you go. <laughs> we will be doing a movie review as well in the future. Yeah, Mm-mm, of the power of the wizard. Yes, there you uh, go. Uh, guys, we know the power. Uh, I mean, knowing what we know now, we all know the power glove is bad. Oh, so yeah. very very bad. <laughs> uh, Me personally, I've I've never actually. I only kept seeing the Power Glove in magazines way back when, and uh, I guess I had the same mentality. This must be awesome. But when I got here to the United States, and I actually went to retro game conventions, and I actually got to try the real Power Glove, same mindset. This sucks. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I mean they even have the controller on on the forearm. Yeah, like, so exactly. Mm-hmm. Precisely. <laughs> I mean, you can just get a controller, like a regular controller for this. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so all of the so all of the kids on of the school precinct were there. So he, so Timmy now has to choose ten kids to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, our guy John, uh, his idea was to bring in a uh, a gourmet sausage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From uh, apparently the dad was saving that one um, for uh, saving that sausage. So he decided to uh, uh, to bribe Timmy uh, with that. Uh, But that's sausage. Sounds very sexual when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, unfortunately, he didn't get in, but uh, he was able to find a way. Um, so he, uh, so I think he snuck inside on the, from the back door mm. after he followed their uh, Timmy's dog, went inside the doggy door, mm. and then um, and then gave the sausage to the dog so he can sneak <clears> in. <throat> Mm-hmm. And then we uh, and then we cut the scene where ten kids are already inside there. And then I, and then I'm like, if so, Timmy didn't realize 
uh, Jake was there. I mean, you. I mean, and I'm like, okay, maybe Jake is just not, re- just doesn't care who, uh, or doesn't care what they look like. No, uh, no, no honestly, yeah, people yeah. anyway. Tim, Tim does not care about who gets in. He cares about in. the power of being able to choose who got just in. to choose. He didn't. He oh, didn't apparently, yeah. my my wife pointed it out. Mm. He does care one person. Oh, oh yeah. uh, so he cares for one person, and that was one of uh, one of Jake's friend, mm-hmm. um, which is the girl, play, uh, which, the girl. Which, um, uh, a little black girl, Tammy Hodges, mm. yes. being played mm-hmm. by Brielle Rankins. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and my wife pointed it out, and um, and it's because so apparently he was having some uh, some wet dreams about Tammy, <laughs> apparently. So he was able to. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, when he accidentally, uh, I don't. Uh, when he did like a uh, like a voice recording, mm-hmm. and then it, and then he did play, uh, and then he accidentally played that. So everybody heard that he was ha- that he dreamt about uh, Tammy Hodges, and he and they were in the beach. Mm. So apparently, my wife pointed it out that, oh, you know what? I think he just invites the girl over mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. He didn't care about oh, because apparently Tammy Hodges has a twin brother. He could yes. care. Uh, Timmy could care less about the brother. He only cares yes. about Tammy getting in. Yes. So most likely, this is not the first. Uh, this is not the first couple of times that Tammy got in mm. because he had a crash on it. <laughs> because he yeah. had a crash. He, he uh, Timmy has a crash on the black girl. Actually, it would be an. It actually would be an interesting dynamic if it turns out that Timmy was doing all of this just to get Tammy's attention. Just to get you Tammy's know, attention. Just to impress. Well, they don't. Yeah, they didn't yeah. on it too much. Just to impress uh, Tammy. I mean, it would have been an interesting little angle if they had inserted that mm-hmm. to make a little bit of a redemption for Timmy. Because all throughout, Timmy is a huge asshole too. But you know, if he had inserted that one little thing about Timmy's doing all of this so that he could catch Tammy's attention and have her visit him all the time, it might right. it might serve a little bit of humanity to Timmy. But yeah, they yeah, uh, yeah uh, Sir JDM, you were saying. Yeah, um, maybe he was uh, Timmy was just there to impress uh, mm-hmm. Tammy, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been a nice little twist. It would have been a nice little plot point. And we'd like to say hi to Miss Lera Senyeres here on Facebook. Hello, Miss Lera of Leroxy Facebook gaming page. Miss Lera Senyeres, thanks for passing by. Thanks for being here. All right, continue, John. Right. So, um, so the game that they play, uh, so the game that they were playing here. I didn't even know what kind of game was this. I didn't. Rem- uh, I don't recognize this game. It, uh, it, 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 it's like a mosh between Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, according to yes. Sir Joe. <laughs> so, uh, so Timmy using the power glove against Tammy with just a regular controller, mm-hmm. and Tammy was kicking his ass badly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, and Timmy, for the life of him, thinks that you know, um, not for not for the lack of trying. The power glove is just so unresponsive to his commands. So he he, he was doing a fight. Uh, so he he's doing a fighting game like, uh, using a power glove. And um, so of course, power glove. Not knowing what we know now. So um, so he's trying to pull a move. It's not working. Eventually, his ass got beat bad. Mm. So he uh, so he throws a tantrum. Unfortunately, um, and according to Jake's recollection. Timmy did a charging flying kick, Liu Kang style. <laughs> <laughs> hit the TV, all right. So he hits the 42-inch TV mm-hmm. on the screen, broke it, and then the TV landed on the dog. 
Sparks yeah. flying, yeah. right? Yeah, the dog that Timmy, that that Jake bribed with the sausage. Okay, <laughs> right. And the of gourmet. course, as a the all, gourmet sausage, and, yes. and, and the other ten, and the other ten kids there did what any rational kid would do. They hauled ass. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Out of there, they uh, they bounce out of there. Uh, run away! I run away! I, I ain't get, getting blamed for this shit. Honestly, that <laughs> is our natural reaction. Something bad happens. You're out of there. <laughs> um, and then on um, and and um, and the next and then on the next day, um, they were having this. Uh, they, were ha- they, were, they were having this blizzard. Okay, and they were waiting for a, a school closure, and um, and this is very typical for uh, for kids in the U.S. Right, uh, waiting for school closures, especially on a very snowy day. Yeah, and. Jake Lizzie was hoping for some school closures. The mom, being a school teacher, is hoping for it too. <laughs> and then when the radio announced, and then the radio announcer uh, said, "Nope, your district is going. Uh, there's no, there's no closures on your district." <laughs> mom is the mom would be the first one to say, "God damn it!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, not the, it's not the students. <laughs> not the students. It's the teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, so that would be uh, 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 us in the Philippines. The equivalent would be like what we're, we're listening to the early radio stations storm and the sig- early storm TV signal shows. number two. The moment storm. that it hits storm signal number two, classes are called off. Classes out you know, automatically, yeah. right? Storm signal number one. You know, you're still grudgingly trudging. Yeah, school. yeah. You just oh walk my gosh! Yeah, exactly. You just still go to just school. Storm signal number one. Storm signal mm-hmm. number number two is where it was at. You would oh, no, hunker down. So, 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 so this, this, this is the late '80s and early '90s. So how so mm. how was it how was it back uh, back then with mm-hmm. us? So apparently back the, uh, so all of you uh, all of you zoomers uh, gen mm. z out there yeah uh, listen up whipper snappers okay <laughs> so uh, you guys uh, we we were uh, this is one this is where one of those instances that we got you guys beat mm-hmm. all right um, with you guys with you youngins out there storm signal number 2 man uh, you guys are still going <laughs> back then that that's enough <laughs> That's enough for us to stay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, uh, so um, uh, all all school levels are out. No, um, I think up until high school, grade school and high school. Enough. Yeah, grade school right. and high school were out. Yeah, college. Out. It was so, yeah, more like for, depending on where you are. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on where you are, but signal number three automatically all uh, colleges out as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. With, uh, but I'm not sure with public servants though. No, I'm not sure. But signal number three was when you would stay. It would stay at home, look out the window, and watch for flying pieces of uh, of of what do you call the yero? Uh, flying pieces of yero from the from the from your seat from your rooftops fly by and chop off heads. You know that would that would be, that would be when that would be what you would be doing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so unfortunately, they're going to school. Um, but the rule is they need to wear their boots going to school. Uh, it's a yes. school policy, mm-hmm. and apparently, um, Jake told uh, Jake tells us that the mom. Um, I think they're being. Uh, uh, well, I'm. I'm gonna say they're. I'm not gonna say they're penny pinching. Maybe they're just saving money. So the uh, so the mom uses coupons, like a lot of newspaper coupons, just to buy some stuff. So um, in his case, he uh, she got him some boots. Girl boots, 
Purple girl boots. Esprit boots. How, how, how do you say it? Esprit or esprit? Esprit. Mm-hmm. Esprit. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, so, 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 so my wife is like, uh, so, so my wife said it's, it's pronounced esprit. And I'm like, it's esprit. That's how I, that's how I, that's how I always, that's how I always pronounce it. Esprit. And okay. she's like, it's esprit. And, and, what about esprit? There's a T right there. <laughs> Trust your wife. And when it comes to fashion, <laughs> the wives know best. Mm-mm. Like Louis, Vuitton, yeah, like Louis Vuitton or 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 whatever. <laughs> I I'm not crazy. I I know what I, I know what I'm reading right here. It's Esprit. Right mm-hmm. You ignorant fool. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I I, well, I I I really would get that from the wife though. You ignorant fool. You ignoramus. So the mom got uh, so uh, so the mom got uh, got a coupon for uh, for those uh, Esprit purple boots. Mm-hmm. Um, that he was forced to wear uh, to school, mm-hmm. but of course, um, all uh, uh, you know, um, as usual. I mean, um, normally, um, any um, any boy wearing something outlandish like that um, expect for a uh, beating of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So he's afraid to get into the schoolyard. Um, he might uh, Jagorski, the bully, might uh, might see him wearing the boots. And um, so before, so before that happens, another announcement comes uh, comes in saying that uh, the Ranger Scouts are having this competition for any Ranger Scout that will sell the most Christmas wreaths. Christmas wreaths. So, what are Christmas wreaths, guys? For those people who don't know, uh, Christmas wreaths uh, are actually yeah, Christmas wreaths are actually. Um, Uh, the evergreens that are formed in mm-hmm. in in a circular pattern that you hang in front of your door and decorate what do we call, during Christmas. What do we call time. that in the Philippines? Uh, the parol, I guess. You know, the equivalent is parol, mm-hmm. maybe. Or um, what's right? Uh, uh, is there a direct equivalent to it in the Philippines? Where uh, what is the Tagalog word for that? Mm-hmm. I don't believe. I, I mean, we, we, know, we, we know we know what it looks like, but we don't. I don't think we have a. I don't. Know, we we have a term for that. I mean, merong ano, merong what we call this uh, the, the the funeral wreaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have funeral wreaths, di ba? But for, I, I I don't. I mean, we, we know what's what you know we, yeah. we know what looks like. I mean, we, yes, it's a. But we don't have a word. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have it's the a, word for yeah. it. It's a Christmas decoration, yeah. a circular formation of evergreen yeah. leaves and and plants that actually can decorate and hang in front of your uh, door here in the United States. It signifies that. You are celebrating Christmas. Christmas, so. yeah. So, uh, so that's the competition, and mm-hmm. the first prize of whoever sells the most Christmas wreath mm-hmm. will wreath, wreath. Damn it, mm-hmm. Christmas wreath will. Uh, the first prize will be, you know, um, a brand new NES, uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System. So that, so that's the shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's every, ma- it's, so it's every kid for himself or herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of the ki- uh, so all of the kids in the neighborhood who uh, who were Ranger Scouts or at least who are not Ranger Scouts got into the Ranger Scouts just because so they can get the NES um, got into the uh, got into the action even the bully gets into the action and he's not even a Ranger Scout <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, he end up selling uh, he end up selling as well well selling or uh, extorting or uh, or coercing. People on buying his Christmas wreaths, and um, 
and then the si- and then uh, and then one day his sister uh, suggests that he should try a nursing home. Mm. Uh, on this well, nursing home, uh, yeah. To be fair, his sister's actually kind of bright. She thinks fast. Yeah. She knows what to do. Mm-hmm. She. Mm-hmm. So because apparently uh, on this uh, on this nursing home village, each resident gets uh, gets their own quarters. Mm-hmm. Each each of them will get their own doors. Mm-hmm. So that means per uh, per resident per door is all of them customer. It's a potential mm-hmm. customer. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, so Jake uh, goes in there, uh, tried his luck. Um, he uh, he end up feeding some uh, uh, feeding some residents, trying mm-hmm. to feed uh, feeding them, listening to their boring stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, at one point, he. Uh, I'm not sure if he uh, if he roofied one of the uh, <laughs> residents uh, and then uh, got his hand and then he just used it that hand to write his name on it <laughs> right on the right on the right on the uh, selling paper. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, so why is the sister helping him now? So mm. apparently the sister is trying to convince Jake. So okay, you want an NES? I'll I'll try to help you. I, I want a cabbage patch kid mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas, so I'm helping you out uh, getting yours. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you try if you try to convince mom and dad to get me one, sure, uh, that's the deal. So um, so he tries so just to get uh, so tr- just to uphold his end of the bargain, he's trying to convince mom and dad just to get her a uh, well. To lead into the idea of getting Lizzie <laughs> the CPK doll, and then we, um, um, uh, and then the next, uh, and then the next day, uh, they went for Christmas shopping. The whole family, um, they were. Uh, Jake is still trying to convince mom and dad to getting Lizzie the CPK. They get into the mall. Uh, Lizzie went straight to the. Uh, to the toy department, and unfortunately, all the CPK dolls were gone. And Sir mm-hmm. Joel can attest to this because he knows it. Oh, absolutely, yes. Again, uh, the 80s. I mean, I wasn't there uh, per se, but I did see the documentary, and people were murdering each other for Cabbage Patch Kids. We're talking like it's almost accurate the way that the movie 8-Bit Christmas portrayed it. The the shelves were bare. Uh, word is that with, were, women were punching each other in the throat sometimes within in, within the same family just to get there just to get hold of. The janitor was telling the story. It was it was brutal. It was yeah, ugly. It was um, uh, uh, some lady punched another lady. And I think, mm. and, and I think their family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, I think a lady just punched a grandma on the throat. Mm. Yes, I think their family. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It was just so bad because the fact is that that's that's how it was. Yeah, a limited supply, hype, and kids wailing that they needed this led to the cabbage patch crisis of the 80s <laughs> uh, so JDM, uh, we were, um, what can you say about <laughs> about that segment uh, actually that's the first time that I even encountered the cabbage patch kids and looking at the the actual dolls, dolls they, they look like nah, I mean they're, they're not all that nah. really nah. they look pretty plain to me I mean, there have been many, many crazes in in culture. Uh, 
there was the craze for uh, Beanie Babies. There was the craze for Cabbage Patch Dolls. There was the craze for Teddy Ruxpin. There was even the craze for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There was a time when toys of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could not be found at all. You, you, you had to really, you had to really reserve the toy. You had to wait for it and everything. So. I, I, I'm not surprised, but Cabbage Patch Kids was one of the forerunners of all of these crazes, and mm-hmm. it wasn't really a big thing in the Philippines because it was horribly expensive. Mm-hmm. Here in the United States, it was already rare. What more of a chance it, it could it have gotten yeah. to the Philippines? There was no way it could have gotten to the Philippines with that kind of hype or rarity. But yeah, uh, the documentaries that I've seen, I, I was mistaken. It wasn't in History Channel. It was in the National Geographic. If you guys want can check it out it's all freely available on youtube by the way you guys should check it out it's an amazing series uh the, the 80s top 10 but yes i digress uh, jdm that that level of fanaticism as to what we're as what to what kids are looking for it happens honestly and you can look forward to it sometime in your future as well so you too John. all right <laughs> so um so mom and dad needs to do some shopping so they uh so they, they wanted jake to look after lizzie mm-hmm so um so he knew yeah he was about to and then he saw the NES. Well right first first. Hi Neil, Neil Trinidad oh, and oh, Neil Chills on Twitch. Hello Neil, great to see you. Thanks very much for being here. So Jake saw the NES. So Jake saw the NES right across the hall. Mm-hmm. And the NES called to him Shining Style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Hello, Jake. yes. <laughs> Hello, Jake. Who is that? It's me. <laughs> you you know who it is. You know you, you know you want to play me. <laughs> no, really. The, the the little nods, the little the little acknowledgments, the 80s stuff in this movie. I have to admit, they did them really well. They don't overtly say which ones they're alluding to, but if you're an 80s kid, you will recognize them. <laughs> that scene reminds me of the boiler in Home Alone. Was it in Home Alone? Was it? Oh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. The boiler in Home Alone mm-hmm. 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <clears throat> uh, and another one would be uh, a very obscure reference, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, so there was this there was this um uh, this haunted chimney mm-hmm. uh a chimney thing that is pretty much alive mm-hmm. basically talking as well and and the, uh, and, yeah, and the way and, it uh, talked the way the nes talked also reminded me a little bit of uh um hal from space odyssey 2001 uh, you know oh hal yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh you know what it, it, now, now 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 that you mention it it, it really did sound it like hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, in, but in this case, the NES, uh, 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 the, the NES doors flapping. Mm. It's, it's like it like it's talking. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, <laughs> um, so Jake was mesmerized, hypnotized mm-hmm. uh, on playing, uh, grabbing the controller NES, and he was playing ramp. Uh, mm. And he was saying a few uh, a few games that he wanted to play, but unfortunately the NES. Oh, I don't have that one. I do have Rampage though. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. played Rampage, and he was in the zone. Mm-hmm. He was um, uh, uh, he was playing the hell out of Rampage. He was to be fair, Rampage level. Good. To be fair, Rampage, Rampage is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other kids were uh, were fanboying him, rallying him, uh, rallying uh, right behind him. Um, getting impressed on how he uh, on how good he's playing uh, Rampage, mm-hmm. and uh, and unfortunately his retainer got loose from his teeth for some reason. Yes, mm-hmm. 
and uh, and that retainer is very important. It's expensive. Very crazy expensive. If I remember, he because he was mesmerized with the NES playing mm. Rampage on the NES. I yes. think he removed it. Yeah, I think he intentionally took it off because it was getting in the way of his talk of his because speaking. But yeah, I think he did. No, like no, 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 no. I mean, what would be the point of that? I mean, he's. I mean, I don't know. All, I mean, all this time, ever since they were in the car, so he oh. has his he has his retainer and he was talking that he was talking mm. shit like all throughout from the trip, all okay. trip all the way. Oh, I mean, all, all the way to the mall. So mm. what would be the point of him taking out his retainer then? I don't know. Yeah, he's, just, might... he's just standing and just playing there. It could be. I mean, I, I might be misremembering him, but I do remember it falling to the floor. That's yeah, I know, the because I remember him, he was. Uh, it just fell off from his yeah. mouth. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think, maybe. I mean, maybe that's exactly. It fell off from his mouth. I think. I think his mouth was just. It was just. Uh, 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 apparently, the exper- the, apparently, the experience is just so jaw dropping that he opened his be, mouth and be. his retainer just fell off on the floor. Mm-hmm. So apparently, um, so they made a very big deal about that retainer, saying it's very mm-hmm. crazy expensive. If you dare lose that retainer, don't bother coming back at home. Yeah, that's what he. Uh, that's what that's what that's what he, uh, his dad said to him anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he he was such in the zone that he didn't realize that Lizzie was missing. Mm-hmm. So the parents uh, the parents came back, wake him up from the trance. Mm-hmm. Where your sister at? And they're like, okay, oh shit, so Lizzie's gone. So apparently Lizzie went outside of the mall talking to Santa, asking for a, uh, asking where where else can can she get uh, the, uh, a CPK doll. Mm-hmm. So the, um, so uh, so eventually they did find uh, they did find Lizzie outside. Um, Mom and Dad were pissed, mm-hmm. and uh, Dad's like, Jake, come on. It's your sister, okay? Missing your, uh, losing your sister is not the same as losing your retainer. Mm. What the? Hang on. <laughs> Open your mouth. <laughs> Open your mouth. <laughs> and then, of course, so then we got our first chase scene of the movie. Okay, so so he was so Jake was like running from the dad, uh, mm-hmm. so he could find his missing retainer, and eventually, okay. Uh, eventually, he did find it on the floor. Um, it, it no longer on the, you know. Um, uh, yeah, granted, it came from his mouth, but uh, you know, it's on the floor. Um, got tossed mm-hmm. around, kicked around, mm-hmm. mopped around the floor. But, you know, uh, it's an emergency. Put it back on his feet. Uh, 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 put it back uh, in his mouth, and then mm-hmm. yeah, um, okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> I said, open your mouth. So the cat. Uh, so the dad catches him. And yep, uh, you know, um, yep, the retainer's still there. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's just something. Uh, I'm not sure if that scene is uh, is very relevant to the story, though. For some reason, no, I think it was for it was for comedic effect. It was for comedic effect. Yeah. And I think the story that he um, he narrated that there was a chase scene. I think it's all in his head because uh, if I don't know if you recall the um, scene where. His father was going down the escalator. Then he actually punched someone and left the. Oh yeah, well, the Christmas carolers. The... Apparently, it just creeps him out. Yeah, one of the one of the Christmas carolers uh, were uh, were uh, was in the escalator 
went up to his face, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and uh, and I th- he didn't punch him. He yeah, just he... pushed him that yeah. guy over the escalator, and then he just yeah. um, and he uh, and then he fell off the floor. I hope he's mm. still alive. <laughs> he, Maybe one I, of the those um, giant presents below, mm. like Cushion Depot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. From, 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 the, from, from the from the props below. Uh, at mm. least, um, uh, except for the dog, uh, there's no uh, there's uh, there's no human violence in here, apparently. Mm. <laughs> um, so uh, so what else happened in there? Um, Yeah, um, the next scene will be uh, will be Jake and his dad under the bridge. So apparently they're trying to uh, they're trying to uh, to meet the scalper. Apparently, dad found a guy who knows a guy who sells some uh, some Cabbage Patch Kids dolls uh, in the black market. It turns out it's just back of his trunk, uh, the trunk of his car, and. And Lizzie was and Lizzie was very specific on what she wants. She wants the Cabbage Patch girl, uh, Cabbage Patch Kids doll with the red hair with freckles. And unfortunately, the guy, the the scalper guy, he doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. What he has is uh, is a doll with red hair and another doll with freckles. Mm-hmm. So what they end up choosing is the blonde doll with the freckles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> um, so the dad argued that you know um, he doesn't negotiate with terrorists; just give him whatever they want. <laughs> um, the terrorist here being Lizzie. So rather than to deal with her nagging, uh, let's just get uh, let's just give her the doll. Yeah. Um, um, and then of course he saw the NES right there. At, uh, so he saw the NES. Uh, uh, Jake saw. An NES at the back of the trunk as well, along with those dolls, and then they haggled uh, with the scalper, and they got it for I think 30 bucks cheap. Uh, what can you say about the sequence, Sir JDM? Yeah, he was really like um, disappointed when he tried to convince his dad to buy the, the NES uh, as well. Nintendo because it was covered, it was there exposed uh, under the sheets, but. She, he was really disappointed because they were trying to. He was already. They already bought the doll, so he already like he even bargained for it, right? For seventy seven, was it seventy dollars? So it's really um, for him. It's really heartbreaking that it's the last. I guess it's the last chance that he had, yeah. the closest that he had to getting the uh, NES. And um, with all of this, uh, and with all of the, with all of these scenes with the dad, apparently this is just all a build-up for what's uh, for the ending of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so now, so I'm, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm asking you guys, why is this still, uh, why is this relevant to the story? Why, um, why, why is he telling the, uh, this uh, this story uh, with, um, you know? Um, all this stuff about uh, about about, uh, about his dad. So apparently, mm. this is all a build-up eventually uh, for what's to come in the ending. 
Well, the thing about it is, it came across as very disjointed. The way that he was telling the story, they, they, it felt like there were different instances that didn't necessarily that were kind of related to each other in only one reason, because of the fact that he was after a Nintendo Entertainment System, and they weren't really necessarily related to each other. But they all came together in the end. Anyway, yeah. continue, John. Yeah, because there's also this uh, this scene. Mm-hmm. Of uh, of the dad wanting Jake to um, to scoop all of the poop from their dog <laughs> from the back from the backyard, um, and Dang, another another poop. funny scene, of <laughs> course, um, that like according to him, it's like uh, like a vanilla like a vanilla cookie with lots mm. of chocolate sprinkles on it. Yeah, how he, how he describes it. Man, I will because never, I will never yeah. look at a vanilla cake with chocolate sprinkles the same way ever again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is this is this is December in Chicago, so everything is covered in snow. So the backyard is full of snow, and the dog is pooping like everywhere. Yeah. So all of for all of that white, you can see of the poop. Then, then, then the father has had this audacity to tell you to <laughs> inhale. Then exhale. Yeah, yeah he, yeah. he said, you know, you wanted the dog, you go get it. But he re- he replied, but you had the dog before yeah, I ever came along. You, you, you wanted you want you wanted it you wanted to have a dog, then you take care after it, yeah. Oh yeah, so, just, um, maybe that's just so, uh, father's way to teach his kid uh, responsibility. Yeah, work for it. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Mm. Because you know, guys, men they don't really like talk. Like uh, mm. they don't really praise. Mm. Uh, you don't really talk with your kid mm. like um, a mother and a daughter would talk. Yes. So it's like mm. it's like oh, you do this, then mm-hmm. uh, something like that. It's like yeah, fa- maybe the father is not really mm. vocal with his kid talking with yeah, his kid. Fathers mm. in general don't. Communicate their affection the same way that mothers. It is the eighties, uh, guys. And this is the eighties too, the because 80s. the eighties were, were the macho culture was there, and it's really not a bad thing. But the fact is, let's just accept the fact that men and women are different when it comes to parent. And way back in the eighties, it was much more pronounced as to how fathers dealt with their children as opposed to how mothers dealt with it. What that was how. JD, so what Sir JD and Sir Joel is, is saying here is. Mm-hmm. Uh, men especially back in the 80s mm-hmm. the way we put our message across is through our actions very Action. subtle very so we will um so to us kids with um our first instinct would be oh uh, all of this stuff that mm-hmm. our dads are imposing on us mm-hmm. would be bad or at least abusive at, uh, you know <laughs> abusive or sorts like mm-hmm. very mean-spirited yeah Mm-hmm. But eventually, looking back, it's just one of their. Uh, uh, it's uh, one can argue it's just one of their twisted ways of saying, "Okay, I'm teaching you responsibility. Uh, I'm teaching mm-hmm. you responsibility. I'm teaching you on how to be a man, mm-hmm. so you can be more independent, more responsible when you grow and, up." You know, there are little little nods too over the fact that the father was reaching out to Jake. The dad was reaching out to Jake. The fact that they were sitting underneath that bridge together 
he could have just done it all by himself, but he actually made sure that Jake was gonna be there, yeah, and there. they were they were listening to a ball game on the radio, and yeah. the dad was trying to reach out to Jake in terms of, hey, this is something that I'm interested in. You know, you might like it too. But Jake, they're bonding, having it, yeah. So it's the same way that you know, uh, Jake's was trying to reach out to his daughter in the oh. beginning of the film, and they really weren't you know connecting, but eventually they did. So there. Um, so the next day, so uh, we are now brought into a, uh, a gathering or or the ceremony of the uh, of the Ranger Scouts. Mm-hmm. They're going to announce the winner of the uh, the winners of the competition. Okay, so all of the gangs, uh, the, all the kids are there. The Ranger Scouts, anyway, all the kids are there, and they presented the prize. Mm-hmm. The third play, uh, the the third prize is a subscription to Boys Life. I don't even know what that is. I think it's a magazine. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, Boys uh, Life was second... an adventure. Was an outdoor adventure magazine. The book. Oh right. Huh? Uh, the second prize is a globe. Mm. <laughs> that lights straight up. in the trash. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, so, uh, so the kid got uh, so one of his uh, one of his best uh, so, so one of his friends got the globe mm-hmm. put straight to uh, put straight to the trash. Mm. Immediately, right after receiving it, <laughs> like no tact at all, and first place. Uh, so apparently, Jake got first place. Uh, so he sold. Uh, so he he's the one who sold almost all of the Christmas sweets. And underneath the sheath, it's a big box. You would think it's the NES. That's that's mm. that, that's the adver- uh, that that's that's the one that, that they adver- that uh, that they advertise. The first place is the NES. Lo and behold. It's a complete set of I, I don't know. Is, is this Collier's Encyclopedia? Mm-hmm. It's an encyclopedia. It's an encyclopedia. Yeah. It's an encyclopedia set, and all of the kids said no <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> because they were promised an NES is the grand prize. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. they were they like get they, 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 yeah, they got clickbaited like this. Very true. Very like that. <laughs> <laughs> because the plan originally was um, whoever gets the NES, at least they're gonna be sharing it among themselves. But mm. none of none of it, none uh, none of Jake's circle of friends got it. Right. Mm. Um, so um, down on their luck, uh, they went to the roller rink. Um, what's a, what's roller, a roller rink? rink? <laughs> what's a Jamie roller rink? I are thinking the same thing. <laughs> What is a lower? Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of which, do we still have any roller rinks uh, in Manila? Because they took uh, because the one in South Mall it's gone. Oh, it is. Oh, um, the, yeah, the they ice took a roller rink. rink. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. The Mega Mall, the Mega Mall ice skating. Uh, oh, is, rink, it, is, is it still there? Is it still there? Oh no, 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 JD wouldn't know. He hasn't been there for a little while, right? Uh, oh, I think Miss I would had, know. We have in, in we have here in Cebu City. You have it in Cebu. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, the ice skating rink. The ice skating rink. Ah, oh, I used to love the ice skating rink in Mega Mall. But yeah, uh, we still have roller rinks here in the U.S. There's yeah. one really close by, actually. I was so they were talking. Uh, so they were talking on why they uh, why the switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why did they the switcheroo? So apparently, um, it was revealed that Timmy's dad, the podiatrist, mm-hmm. uh, called a uh, called an emergency PTA meeting. Explaining to the parents and the teachers on what happened with their dog, you know, uh, the one who got crashed under mm. a 42-inch CRT television. 
Yes. And uh, basically, they blamed all of that violence, all of that turmoil, all of the heartache. Mm-hmm. Uh, on video games. On video games, namely Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Effectively, they want to ban the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Video game over. That's their mm-hmm. mantra. Video mm-hmm. game over. Video game over. So yeah, so uh, basically, it's the it's the parents. Uh, the parents were responsible for the switch. That's why they're not getting. They're, that's why they're, they didn't get the uh, the NES for the first prize. Mm. And uh, while they were in the roller rink, um, I think they were uh, they were celebrating uh, their uh, their friend's birthday party. Uh, Tammy and his twin brother. Uh, they, they celebrated their uh, their birthday party in there, and they got a set of uh, they got a set of baseball cards, mm-hmm. a baseball card for them to share. Of course, happy birthday and merry Christmas! Oh, by the way, <laughs> my gift to you guys, yeah, you, you need to share it because you know you're mm-hmm. twins. <laughs> they have to share everything, right? So apparently, um, one of, one of the baseball cards that they got uh, is is one of a rare of a kind card. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Ripken, I think it's a, a, a it's a Bill Ripken baseball card that has a misprint on his on his baseball mitt, mm-hmm. saying "fuckface." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and according to estimates, if they sell the card, it might cost it. Uh, they, they might get like ninety eight bucks mm-hmm. uh, no, that's a lot. for that card. Which one of the friends say, "Oh, uh, with that kind of money." Uh, you can you can probably get your own Nintendo. Oop, idea. So the plan now. So they're not. Uh, so they're not out yet. So the plan now is selling some baseball cards. They're gonna pull all of their money, get an, uh, and then they're gonna buy their own Nintendo with uh, with the cash that they got uh, that they will get for selling those baseball cards. And they call it Operation Vietnam. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think you didn't, and I, I don't think they know what Vietnam is. <laughs> it's in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Again, this is just one of those references. You know that uh, you know that um, that uh, that Robin Williams uh, an, uh, movie when he said "Good morning Vietnam." Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what movie was that? Yeah, "Good Morning Vietnam." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so they uh, so they so they concocted the plan on getting mm-hmm. a, a getting a, a getting a uh, getting a Nintendo. Entertainment system. Mm-hmm. So they chose the date on the day of their Christmas uh, Christmas uh, field trip, going to the museum in Chicago. Mm-hmm. The plan was for one of uh, one of the friends to uh, to distract the teachers and the driver stopping the bus mm-hmm. by um, by self-inflicting some um, allergy-inducing spaghettios that barf on cue. Mm-hmm. And then once they're distracted, uh, Jake will be the one to escape, uh, get out of the bus. He's he has nine minutes to get into the mall, buy the Nintendo, and then sneak back inside the bus. And then they'll, uh, and then no one's the no one's going to be the wiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they will end up with uh, then then they will they will they will still continue with their field trip on the museum in Chicago. Um, so they all so they got everything planned out. They got the money. Of course, we need Jagorski in here. So Jagorski saw them um, 
with uh, with the trapper keeper with the money inside there. Mm-hmm. Um, the next uh, the next day over the day of the um, the day of the the field trip, Jagorski took the the trapper keeper with the money. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. and um, and he was forced to and Jake was forced to wear the the purple boots again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it's free. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Esprit. Oh, I'm sorry. The purple Esprit boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for thank you for the correction. The purple Esprit boots. So he went. Uh, so he went to the. So uh, Jake went to the bus, and yeah, um, uh, the uh, the kids inside the bus saw the boots. Okay, um, uh, throw your insults. Yada 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 yada. And um, yep, the the money's with Jagorski now. So. Mm. Uh, Uh, which kind of throws a wrench on their plan, and uh, one of the kids say that, "Oh, uh, why do you take so much shit on on Jagorski? Um, uh, you can uh, you, you don't have to take you don't have to take all of that. Uh, you can just rise up and and stand up against him." Mm. Eventually, he did. Uh, Jake did. So uh, so he went straight to Jagorski, put his uh, um, and. Uh, got the balls to stand up, uh, stand up against Jagorski. Put the purple boots on his chest. Man up, saying that okay, just give me the money. Um, I hate these boots too, but I love my mom. Okay, mm, yeah. So um, and I'm like Jagorski, uncharacteristically, for some reason, uh, uh, just caved in, gave him, uh, gave the money back. So apparently, no, it's, Jagorski is what. Jagorski is well. It's just one of those uh, bulls, you know. Like they're all talk, but yeah. when push comes to shove, uh, they're just cowards anyway. Yeah, it's an '80s, it's an '80s movie trope that you know your bully will always fold when confronted. And reality is very reality is very different. Usually, a, a bully when get when confronted usually will knock your socks off. But you know, it was an '80s trope that if you stood up to your bully, then you know. You would they they would leave you alone, mm. and it's a disaster for a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sir JDM. Mm, JDM, you're about to say. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing, and mm. it didn't even like he didn't even uh, say any word, right? He just mm. gave the the card. The trapper and, keeper, yeah. Mm. Trapper keeper, then mm. that was it. They yeah. Proceeded with the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they got the money. Okay, the plan is back on. Mm. Okay, so they signal the friend. Uh, okay, uh, uh, time to proceed with Operation Vietnam. Mm. And so the kid went straight to the driver, went to the teacher, then puked. And I'm like, and I'm looking at the, and I'm looking at the effects. I'm like, ain't no way that's real puke. <laughs> I think it's just one of those things that they just added into. Po- uh, they just added the the uh, the effect yes. in post. Uh, they just added it in because uh, looking at it, it's not very authentically coming out from his mouth. I think well, they yeah. just added it in. Uh, by the way, I, um, I I think they have. I know the reason why they called it um, the operation uh, Operation Vietnam is mm. because uh, do you remember in Vietnam they did this thing called the Agent Orange? Oh yes, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, like a pesticide or something like that. Yeah, so. To my understanding, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. They, um, the Americans tend to paint the sky orange or red. Depend. It's like it's like code. 
yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, orange means something. Uh, orange is a uh, orange is, is code for something. Yellow means something else. Red means something else. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So that that that's that's a good that's a good little catch, JDM. It might have been in reference to the spaghettios because they were colored orange. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so apparently the kid is allergic to spaghettios, and he was able to barf on cue. Mm-hmm. Um. So yep. Yeah, so they so the bus stop. Um. Uh, And so they have nine minutes to uh, nine minutes to get to the Nintendo. Uh, they uh, they covered the rear camera of the bus, opened the door, uh, opened the back door. Jake snuck out, went inside the mall, bought a Nintendo, uh, uh, the, the NES, then tried to rush back. And uh, and if you remember uh, the opening sequence of the movie when Neil Patrick Harris uh, slid. From the snow, mm-hmm. the same thing happened here. So Jake, unfortunately, because there's some ice uh, on the ground, he slipped, fell, and the and then the bag with the Nintendo Entertainment System inside of the bag um, slid on the road, and then their incoming school bus ran over it, crushing it to pieces. And for some reason, it, and for some reason, it exploded. And I think, oh yeah, that's just in his head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the NES doesn't explode if you run it over on a, with a bus. Again, and, um, unreliable narrator. Go on. <laughs> and of course, um, with all of that effort, after all of that, right? Um, what would what would be anybody's reaction? So everybody <laughs> said no. I, I so, think we uh, used Jake saw <laughs> so Jake what saw that, it. What was that JDM? I think we used a clip a lot this episode. Yeah, so I know. We're, because... we're using that clip. Uh, uh, we're gonna be using that clip a lot no, because it's it's uh, relevant. So the, uh, very relevant. <laughs> very relevant. I, yeah. I didn't realize we'll be. I, I didn't realize we'll be using it uh, mm. this much actually. Mm. <laughs> so uh, so Jake saw the uh, so Jake saw the horror of get of it getting crushed. Uh, the kids saw it as well uh, because uh, that's uh, that's their money right there. That, that's their base. Yeah. That, uh, uh, that's their baseball cards uh, right there. Um, sold all their money. They were almost and they were almost there. They they were almost had. there, right? Mm. Yeah, everything that everything that they had mm, got ran over by the bus. And um, luckily, well, not really luckily. So um, the scalper is back. Okay, the scalper from under the bridge. Uh, so he saw the whole thing, and he talked to Jake. And then, um, and oh no, hang on. Oh, because uh, uh, re- let's roll it back. Mm. So while uh, while Jake was still buying uh, the Nintendo, so he was having some he was having some difficulty inside the mall because apparently uh, some of the moms were lobbying outside of the mall. Trying to uh, trying to hinder some of the customers there in getting some video games, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they wanted someone. Uh, so they were trying to convince. Uh, so uh, so the plan was to get rid of those moms away from the mall, and they asked, uh, uh, and then oh, no, not really asked, but one of their friends, well, so-called friend, um, to uh, to call them through the payphone. And you know, um, 
and makes uh, make some shit up because apparently this uh, uh, this kid is a pathological uh, is a pathological liar. Apparently, he makes mm-hmm. things up on the fly. Oh yeah. So um, so he uh, so he so he made a phone call. For, uh, so he snuck out of the bus, went to uh, went to a random uh, telephone booth. Mm-hmm. He made a call on uh, through the mall, and then uh, and then the and then the PA uh, said. Uh, the mom's names. Okay, come here. You got a uh, you got a you got a phone call. The kid talks to them. Oh, uh, this is your nephew. I don't have a nephew. Oh, uh, um, I'm one, I'm one of the uh, I'm one of the nephew organizations based in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't oh you don't have a nephew. Well, so you're lucky day. I'm gonna be your nephew. <laughs> <laughs> so he tried to uh, so he tried to buy as much. As much time as possible until the moms got wise into his act, mm. and um, oh, but we're, was, we're, yeah. we're we're forgetting one thing. This whole thing was under time pressure, and Jake was using yeah. one of my favorite watches of the '80s, the Casio calculator Casio. watch. I loved that watch. I I don't yeah. have one. Eventually, I will get one sometime in the future. But sometimes, you know, and the fact they're showcasing lots of different eighties tech, yeah. like the Cas- Casio calculator watch, I, was it was a nice little touch. I had anyway. I had that. Oh, you did? Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> Casio. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um. Go. So yeah. Uh. So he did get a Nintendo. Slip. Mm-hmm. Got crushed. Mm-hmm. Then the scalper guy talked to Jake, and um and. With his talk with Jake, it did give us the first lesson of the movie, mm-hmm. saying that every Christmas counts. You will only get a few Christmas events in your life. So rather than focusing on the material, just try to celebrate on what you have. So that's one of the uh, so that's one mm-hmm. of the message of the uh, one one of the lessons that the, the one of the lessons that the movie is trying to project here. Yes. And then, yep. Next scene, it's Christmas morning. And the kids were trying to open up all of the presents under the tree. So Jake's family's in there. Uh, Lizzie was up first, and uh, and then she got the uh, the Cabbage Patch Kids, the the blonde one. Unfortunately, they did apologize though to Lizzie. It's not the one that she wanted, but she didn't say anything. Surprisingly, I was expecting her to throw a fit, <laughs> but no, she just took it. Well, the thing about it is, there was no record of her throwing tantrums. The fact yeah. is, it did show that she was very intelligent. It did show that she was she was a bitch, but she was she did not. She wasn't. Yeah, I mean, she, she had the tendency. She had the tendency to uh, to do one mm-hmm. based on how Jake described her or Neil mm-hmm. or Neil Patrick Harris described her. Mm-hmm. But in this circumstance, no, yeah, she didn't say anything. She just, you know, she just said thank you. Oh, and another thing, she was she did show she did show sympathy for, with with Jake uh, a couple Jake, of times yeah. in the movie, yeah, because yeah. you know she helped him out trying to get the the Nintendo, and uh, he she even gave him the remote control for a moment there uh, yeah. when yeah. they were watching TV. Which, which was uh, really that was a big the time when he got screwed over mm-hmm. uh, when he got screwed over and mm-hmm. got the encyclopedias instead. So really, I mean, even even if and she was reading the encyclopedia. Exactly, yeah. she was reading the encyclopedia. So the fact is, it, it Jake might have remembered her badly, but she didn't. She didn't come across as a very bad kid at all. Maybe it was just sibling rivalry. Simple. Yeah. All right. Um, and, yep. And um, and all this time, oh, yeah. uh, so JDM, uh, you have uh, you have something to add? 
Mm-hmm. No, just go on. Oh, uh, so all this time, uh, so around this time, uh, they were videotaped. Uh, so this was a time when they, uh, when the mom was videotaping everything. Okay, so it says right there, December twenty fifth, nineteen eighty eight. So they were, so they were videotaping the rea- uh, everybody's reactions uh, with the camcorder, and then, oh shit, look at that big box over there. Oh, surprisingly, unsuspectingly, it's almost as big as the NES. And we were like, oh shit, he's, are, is and, he getting the NES? And he's, it's coming from his crazy rich uncle who lives in Japan. <laughs> it, apparently, it was crazy rich uncle Dan from yeah. Japan. <laughs> and oh, did we all have that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so I was, so I was with my and I was with my wife when we were watching this, and she was like, "Oh shit, uh, Japan!" So he's getting a Nintendo. So, so he's getting a Nintendo. So he opened it up, and he got what? And instead of an NES, he got a Light Bright. Mm-hmm. The fuck's yeah. a Light Bright? <laughs> it's a toy where Even you. Put I don't know what these... a light bright was. Yeah, it's a toy where you put in these little, the, yeah. these little dots and buttons and make little patterns. And if I... and... Mm. So all of us here, most likely, any any kid back in the eighties, expecting an NES and mm. eventually getting something else, what would we, what would be our reaction, right? No God, no God, please no, 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 no. That's the fourth <laughs> time. Well, it's it's going to be it's going to go into our permanent roster now. <laughs> Give her, you know, that. Okay, so, <laughs> so he got this. Uh, so he got this light bright from Japan. So according to Sir Joel, so mm. um, so so I, so we we stopped the movie then, and we, I, and then I went to YouTube just to, just to see what uh, what the hell is a light bright. So mm. Apparently, this is, uh, there's this black box. Mm. Uh, there's a, there's white light inside there. And you got mm. this small colored glass pieces. Yeah, uh, plastic, plastic pegs. You would put plastic them plastic into the pieces. holes. Yeah. And if you put it, uh, so if you punctured in mm-hmm. uh, on that black panel, it mm-hmm. will simulate colored lights. So you, yeah. um, at first, and at first, I thought it was some some weird sketch, uh, etch and sketch, but no. Um, so basically, uh, with the col- uh, with the colored plastic uh, pins, you can create your own designs uh, as they light up uh, accordingly to their colors. Uh, that- that's the light bright. So thank mm. you, crazy rich Uncle Dan from Japan. <laughs> What a cop out, yeah? yeah. And I will be making like patterns of Zelda. He he mentioned that he even mentioned yeah, that I'm, I'm going to, to be making a pattern of Zelda with this. Pattern. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like. And and at and at this point, I'm like, the mom is videotaping everything, so that means all of all of his reactions are caught in camera. That's just mm-hmm. mean, though. <laughs> yes. So like if if you're expecting any yes, like if you're expecting something, the expectations were high, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna getting and then you're gonna get something else. Man, bitch, bitch, you, you're you're caught in camera, okay? <laughs> so you, I mean. I mean, kudos to the kid. I mean, he has uh, he he acted like the, the disappointed kid right on cue. Yeah. Like, I, like if if I'm the, if if anyone uh, if any one of us here will uh, would end up getting the same thing that like we're expecting NES and then we're gonna get some uh, and then we're we're gonna get light bright. Our mm-hmm. our faces would have been the same. Oh yeah. Um, kudos to that kid. Uh, Sergio Diaz. Uh, uh. 
The kid is a good actor. Yeah. But what can you say about the and sequence? It was devastated, and even me, if I was presented this one uh, one time, I was expecting uh, like a Game Boy. Mm. I'm not sure if it was uh, mid '90s. Then mm-hmm. suddenly it was just this box with uh, a fanny pack. A fanny pack. Okay. <laughs> okay. Belt belt bag. Then, mm. but it was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, oh, wow. cool. that's okay. cool. Mm, that was cool. But still, okay. it could have been a Game Boy. Or maybe I, I even tried to. Maybe there's something else inside the like the bag, and nah, mm-hmm. it's just paper. <laughs> like all of the frustration, all of the uh, and the disappointment, just being caught on camera. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's just uh, that. That was brutal and savage. And I'm like, oh my god, are you going? Are you going to show that eventually in the future? <laughs> anyway, so uh, so at this point, so the daughter was like, oh, so you didn't get a Nintendo eventually? So where's it, so how so so how did you get the Nintendo? And Neil Patrick Harris like, I'm getting there. Shut up. <laughs> so uh, so so late in that evening, they were supposed to go to their. Uh, So they're supposed to go upstate uh, to go to their uh, their grandmothers or something. And um, so there's still one more Christmas surprise come, uh, waiting for Jake. So the dad says, "Oh, Jake, um, go at the backyard. You, um, you need to. Do, uh, you have to. Do, you have to pick up something at the. Uh, you, have, you still need to pick up something from the backyard." And lo and behold, he went outside there, and it was a treehouse. Not even a treehouse, a tree fort. Yeah, it's a. And yeah, it's and it's one of those things like like um, so um, any kid like even myself uh, even I dreamt of having my own treehouse as well. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. a treehouse is like the thing to get. Like if you have that, it's not just you; it's all your friends could hang around. Like, yeah, I mean, screw the toys. If mm. one of you has, uh, if one of you has a treehouse, yeah. Screw yeah, everything you, else. Just you, go there. you guys go there. You guys do camping. You guys have overnight. You guys get yeah. It would be the most amazing adventures, really. So apparently, the dad is, is doing that as a side job, uh, as a side project. All um, uh, for the uh, for the last couple of months, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was trying to have Jake to do some low key odd jobs to help him out with the with, with the treehouse. And so they went upstairs. Um, in the present time, Neil Patrick Harris took his daughter uh, to the treehouse, and the daughter's like, "So, oh, are you telling me that you got your NES here? So the NES, so so the Nintendo was here inside the treehouse? No. Then how did you get your? So, well, motherfucker, how the how did you get how did you get your NES? So eventually, Neil Patrick Harris says, "Oh." Um, my dad. My dad said I had I, I had to work for it, mm-hmm. so he had to do <laughs> some. Uh, so he had to do some caddy, mm-hmm. uh, caddying, carrying mm-hmm. some uh, golf clubs mm-hmm. uh, in their oh. local golf course. You're neglecting to mention uh, Jake Doyle's daughter. By this time, I had uh, halfway through the movie. She was already invested. By the time that she, story. by the time that she got to the to the treehouse, she was fully invested to find out oh. how he got the NES. Now that you mention it, um, at the time of uh, when she was asked, uh, at the time when they were uh, when Neil Patrick Harris was uh, was 
was mentioning on how he got screwed over at the mm. Ranger Scout meeting. Yes. Uh, at the background, they already built a fort, like made out of pillows and and blankets. Mm. Yes. So basically, they did that while uh, <laughs> while they, while they were telling the story. So at yes. that point, the daughter was already hooked on the story. Mm-mm. It it again it follows the the, the kind of like the progress in the princess pillow bride fort. Of the, yeah of the gra- mm-hmm. the grandfather telling the the grandchild where halfway through the grandfather was was already kind of you know all right let's stop this you know but the grandchild ranting, wanted to continue ranting. right <laughs> there you go anyway that's it so they were at the treehouse he said I didn't get the NES here I had to work a caddy job during the summer and I got it and but then again. I realized that this treehouse was a better gift to me from my dad. It was a better gift, actually. Mm-hmm. It was a better gift. I mean, uh, if not for the NES, the next best thing would be the treehouse. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the last. And then that was the last time. That, uh, and then that was the last uh, progression of the story when he was reminiscing about the old times. Mm-hmm. Now back in the present time, all. Um, Uh, his family's there with uh, with his mom, mm. and then the reveal: mm-hmm. Dad's already, uh, Dad's gone. Mm-hmm. He's dead, mm-hmm. basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, uh, a, a bigger reveal. Uh, arguably a bigger reveal. Not a bigger reveal, but you know, like just as just as surprising to me. Remember the purple boots, the purple S3 boots. Yeah. He would oh, always get boots. teased. Uh, apparently, yeah, he, he would always get teased uh, by all of his friends. Why are you wearing purple boots? You know that those are the, those are Katie Sorrentino's boots. You know, and he said Katie nah, Sorrentino. Like, so apparently, yeah. he married Katie Sorrentino. <laughs> yeah, eventually, he married Katie Sorrentino. The same thing okay. with the same. Oh, rolling it back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. the uh, the the S the S3 purple boots. Mm. Um, Though uh, apparently there's another person who owns mm-hmm. those pair of boots. It was yes. Katie Sorrentino, one of his, yes. uh, I think one of his classmates. He never, she never, um, saw, she never showed up. She never showed up in the early part of the movie. She was never there. They never showed who Katie Sorrentino. I think was. she was in the bus. What? She was she? in the bus. She was what? in the bus. She? I don't remember. She mentioned, yeah. I have those. Was in the bus. I have, I have, the, yeah, oh, I have the same. Oh, yeah, that's right. Have, okay, yeah. that's right. That's right. Okay, so yeah. that's, that's, they did show her once, but, you know, yeah. it kind of, it went all throughout. He was being teased that, that, yeah, because, belong because the way, because the way they, the way they name drop mm. Katie Sorrentino, I thought, yeah, is that a celebrity? Uh, is that, I'm not, are these celebrity <laughs> boots? Who's Katie Sorrentino? Is it some sort of uh, 80s icon oh, that I don't know? I'll Apparently, it's one of their classmates. I'll have to watch the movie yeah. again to see her show up once. Then, if that's the case, yeah. but then again, it was so funny. Apparently that, Katie, yeah. yeah, apparently it's Katie Sorrentino, one of her, one of their classmates. Anyway, yes, that he got uh, in the bus, to. wears the same boots that he got uh, married to. Look at a matching pair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, if that he married that's, Katie Sorrentino, if that's not a romance story for the ages, I don't know what is. <laughs> Actually, that that thought that was such a mis uh, that was such a misnomer. Anyway, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I mean, I could probably add more, mm-hmm. uh, more scenes with them together rather than just one, uh, one random encounter inside the bus. Because at, hey. because in the reveal in the dinner table she was just there and then no, another name it was really was effective because her. it was just a huge surprise at the end like mm-hmm. oh he did he mm-hmm. married the girl no, I mean who had the same yeah boots but because, the, because the way they describe the boots is just the boots yeah that's it true I mean they didn't they didn't really they didn't really uh, reveal who was Katie Sorrentino no, was but not until the movie yeah but the fact was I mean not, not until she was revealed in the bus. 
he was being given so much grief by those boots and it turned out that those those boots probably led to their being together so that's that's my take on it <laughs> yeah. mm, i'm guessing they i'm guessing they uh, they might have shot a Bond. few scenes with them maybe, uh, maybe. Uh, with Katie Sorrentino but didn't get the final cut most likely yeah um <laughs> Yeah, because because it was such a because it was such a, it was such a random jump um, from those boots and then to her in the bus and mm. then to the be married revealing uh, and then revealing that she's the uh, she's uh, she's, she's the not mother. mother yeah uh, how, how I met your mother <laughs> you how I met your mother with the boots again Neil Patrick Harris that's how I met your mom <laughs> there you go by having the same boots as hers yes true story um, yeah. Story better than Twilight. Oh yeah. So 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 the so the so the movie ends, um, explaining that yeah, uh, out of uh, despite everything, uh, he uh, he val um, he valued the time that he spent with his dad uh, that mm-hmm. Christmas season. Yes. Um, uh, showing that uh, showing that dinner uh, showing that that empty spot at the dinner table. And and I said and I said today and I said to our in our group chat up oh, um, ending is kind of nice. Um, folks with dad issues should not be watching this movie without warning. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay, so uh, so at so at this point, and I'm like, then I realized that okay, uh, like we mentioned, like I mentioned earlier, uh, with all of, uh, with all of the build up with the dad, all of the scenes with the dad, all led up to this. Uh, mm. To this particular scene mm. uh, about the reveal of hi- uh, of him uh, not being alive anymore, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and yeah, um, lesson learned for the daughter as well. Like, okay, um, so what I got from your lesson, uh, what I got from your story, Dad, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get my phone just by asking. I need to work for it. <laughs> and, Neil Patrick Harris, and Neil Patrick Harris was like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I was going for that. Yeah, yeah. that's the last of the story. Yes, <laughs> and that's the ending." Mm-hmm. All in all, it was a very enjoyable experience. Uh, I I saw it the first time uh, when it first came out back in 2021. Uh, I didn't catch it on HBO. I think I caught it in one of those. Uh, lesser-known sites, shall we say? But yeah, I would say it was a well-constructed movie. Uh, not much by way of browbeating, or not much by way of guilting fathers for not ne- for neglecting their duties or things like that. Not much by way of you know men are weak and women are stronger or vice versa. The fact that they is they work well together against each other. The 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 the, the gang mechanic was very well executed. Everybody had a role. Everybody had. Uh, something to pitch in and it was very entertaining i would say again it is one of those movies that is fun to have running in the background when you're having your christmas family gatherings you know running in the back running in the television while you're eating dinner while you guys are talking shooting the breeze or something or so that people who kind of want to rest a little bit from the all the chats can sit back and watch it and you know turn their minds off a little bit It's well constructed. It reaches. It pre- doesn't preach. Uh, it doesn't preach at you. It imparts a good message to you that materialism is not the point of the Christmas season. It is the Christmas season is the point of the Christmas season. Being together with family, uh, um, and not necessarily getting what you want, but getting what you need. And the fact is that I can honestly say that 
the producers of this movie. I haven't read the book. I want to the book. I think they made some reasonable uh, reasonable effort to keep accurate to the book because I think the screenplay was written by the actual author of the book. So yeah. I would say this is a good movie to watch, especially with family during the Christmas season. And it is very relevant to us 80s, 90s gamers, uh, tech fanatics and everything. It doesn't touch too much on the technology of the time, but it touches them just enough for you to say, yeah, I remember that. I was there. I saw that. I had that. I played that. So all in all, I would give it four stars out of five. That is my review of 8-Bit Christmas. All right. Thank you for that, Sir Joel. Uh, Sir JDM, final thoughts about the movie, the characters, the acting, story progression, yada, yada, yada. Rating. For me, um, I really love the movie. I love these kinds of movies with um, a group of kids. I know I don't know if you if you have seen I know you have seen Stranger Things but not sure if you have heard of Super 8 mm. uh, back in not sure which year was that it's also a group of kids who got their um, town invaded by aliens then they made a team to fight those aliens just like uh, those um 80s or like the Goonies or something like that mm-hmm. and it's this one is much more realistic because it can happen in real life because, yeah. <laughs> despite the exaggerations and, yeah <laughs> and also it it also taught uh, you to uh, like value everything that uh, that is in uh, that you have already uh, for example, you have your, you have your dad. Um, you don't really need those materialistic things as mm-hmm. as long as the family is still to, uh, the family is together. Mm-hmm. And it show it was showed in the film because remember when um, the um, when the sister received the doll, he hugged his brother. Right, he hugged uh, he, he hugged Jake. Yeah. Rather so than throwing was, a fit. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It was really sweet of her and um, giving him the remote control. It, mm-hmm. it reminds me of pre- my... She yeah. was still very appreciative, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really reminds me of my childhood as well because I have um, an older sister. Mm-hmm. And we were really close. And I, oh, I could also relate to the um, father and son bond that they have uh, and <clears throat> my dad was like that he's also he, he doesn't say much but I know that he cares about us he cares mm-hmm. about um, he cares about me he teach me things um, and then yeah appreciate everything that you have even that you know that encyclopedia there was a scene there when they were planning the um, like the heist or something like they were planning the getting the NES. Even search the map of the museum, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he he made it like the uh, he did the he copied the map and he did the plan. Mm-hmm. And that's really appreciating what you have than what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, remind me though, I, I I it's been a little while since I saw the movie. Was was the sister? Uh, there during the final scene at the, at the, at the no she table? was not she was in Australia mm. ah oh, yeah. okay okay 
Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, because um, in uh, in the first 15 minutes of the movie, uh, the daughter was like, uh, wh- "Why can't we just go to an?" Uh, why can't we just oh yeah that's right okay and he said well he's living uh she's living uh she's in australia and plane tickets cost uh, cost too much Ah, i see i see and and when she was reading his encyclopedias she was Ah. reading the end she was reading the page where australia was in Oh yeah, that's right. Australia, you know, Australia entry of the of the encyclopedia. You know, that's one thing I liked about the movie: the fact that it all connects somehow. You know, somehow. They, yeah, they yeah. they do make the effort to make sure that you think it's all disjointed, but by the end of the movie, you see that somehow these little tossaway lines do have a connection to how it all turned out. So yeah, but care I was thought given. it was Katie in the dinner table. No, it's uh-huh. it was. Was Katie Sorrentino? Uh, okay, okay. It was. I thought it was. I thought it was uh, Lizzie. It's. it's it yeah, was, it was Katie. Katie. Katie it was, it was, yeah, care was given to the writing of the screenplay of the of the script. I, I I have to give props to the screenplay writer who is also the author of the book. Props to you, man. Okay. okay. Oh, but by, by the way, I also forgot to mention. Mm. Um, I think this is the. Um, most recent time that I saw Steve Zahn in a movie. Ah, okay. He's mm-hmm. one of my, actually one of my favorite comedians. <laughs> he was in, he was in this movie with um, Salma Hayek and mm-hmm. Penelope Cruz. Bandidas was it? Bandidas. He, he, I think he so, was the yeah. guy there. Who mm-hmm. Was um, he was in um, a few uh, a few popular ones. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Mm, don't remember that. Uh, well, he, I think he was he was one of the CG Minor. apes in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, he was in Sahara uh, with Matthew McConaughey. Sahara, yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. And um, that thing you do. Oh, that thing uh, you do. Yeah. Mm, the, there you that go. Movie with Tom mm-hmm. Hanks. With he was Tom one Hanks. Of the, he played the bass, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. he was one of the. Oh, uh, he was in. Uh, he was also in the Diary of the Wimpy Kid. Oh, I never saw that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although it's pretty popular, I, rem- I seem to recall hearing about the book series being very popular in kids with kids nowadays. <laughs> you know, Steve Zahn. Uh, he's one of those um, comedy actors who. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see his face, looks, <laughs> you recognize him right looks, away. Yeah, and he looks funny. He looks. Mm-hmm. The, he 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 got this stupid face. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same. That's like true. Will, That's true. Uh, actually, I see Will Ferrell. Uh, when I first saw him in here, I thought the actor. I thought I thought it was uh, Steve Bateman. But no, I'm like you know Steve Bateman doesn't look like this. Uh, mm. Yeah, it was it was Zan. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, have this generally... very goofy. He he had he has this very goofy face. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see him, I just like laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Steve Zahn. <laughs> generally, it's it's it was it was a very well put together movie. That's my that. Oh, oh, what's your rating, JDM? Do you have a rating for the movie? I gave it four out uh, of five stars. Uh, for me, it's going to be five because I Ooh. really relate to the to Jake in this movie. It's like <clears throat> me back in my childhood. Ah, that's I, cool. I I even have an encyclopedia back then. <laughs> we even have we still have that today mm. as we speak. Okay. Oh, cor- uh, correction. Um, not uh, so. I thought it was uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, Jason mm. Bateman. 
Jason Bateman, uh, yeah. Jason Bateman, no, no. He kind of looks like Jason Bateman, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 8-bit Christmas, the one playing Jake Doyle. Well, the kid Jake Doyle, anyway. It's, uh, it's Winslow Fegley. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Yeah, um, apparently this movie got some nominations as well. Uh, it got the 2022 nominee for Best Cinematography in Non-Theatrical Feature uh, from the Canadian Society of Cinematographers. Hmm. It also got a nomination for Family Feature Film uh, of the Humanitas Prize. Uh, it also got a, a, a nomination from the PGA Awards. Mm-hmm. Outstanding producer of televised or streamed motion picture, and another nomination from the CAFT CAD Awards for best costume design in a film period. Like mm-hmm. what costume design? Mm-hmm. The, the, the yeah, the, the you know the 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 watches, the the, the clothing. Maybe they had the, the period accurate clothing. The, the shoes, <laughs> the shoes definitely. I mean the the, the, the oh oh just because of the boots. Yeah, there's the movie. They were nominated for best costume just because of the very uh, <laughs> purple boots. But yeah, I, I also like the fact that they did make an effort to make it look like the 80s. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So, um, so we saw the uh, so I saw the Rotten Tomato score on this one. Um, it was mixed at best, but it's still fresh uh, on the on the tomato on the tomato rating. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like. And I'm trying to justify uh, the uh, the aggregate score, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if you're not one of those people who grew up in that generation when the mm-hmm. NES came out, mm-hmm. then it's not very relatable to you. Mm-hmm. And most likely, you're just basing this movie on a cinematography point of view. Mm-hmm. Story-wise, you have to be there to understand. I mean, you, you have you have to live it. Mm-hmm. For you to understand the story, uh, to understand the characters and why they did what they did, um, so I'm guessing one of, uh, some of these reviewers were just, you know, uh, they weren't born during, <laughs> uh, they weren't born or raised during uh, during uh, during the late '80s when uh, when the NES first hit. Mm-hmm. So um, and and to those reviewers who did grow up during those times, they did give it some raving reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uh, rose-colored glasses and all that. Yeah. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the show, guys. And um, uh, it was a it was a very uh, it was a very feel-good movie to end this, uh, uh, to do a movie review of. Um, nice to uh, a very nice way to cut off the show, the season mm-hmm. finale uh, of the Thomas Gamers show mm-hmm. for 2023. Thank you for yeah. uh, thank you for JDM for uh, for suggesting uh, for us to do this movie review. Uh, hopefully we will do. Uh, we, we might schedule a few more, a couple more. Um, mm. I think the Wizard and uh, Pixels are the next ones to be reviewed um, next year. Uh, mm. so we'll, we'll just have to book for those two. Yes. So yeah, we'll just do our shameless plugs, uh, Sir JDM. All right. So Where can they find you? Yes, uh, thank you so much, guys, for joining us in the season finale of Timeless Gamers, and we do hope to see you next year. And as always, you can see me in my Twitch channel One Two Three Go Retro, where I play retro games, sometimes even modern games. So I do appreciate if you could um, join in and watch me play games that I grew up with. 
And yeah, see you next year on our All show. Right. Thank you for that, Sir JDM. How about Sir Joe? All right. Thanks very much, everybody who decided to stick around and to listen in to our podcast. Thank you very, very much. Very, very happy that you're here and extremely happy that everybody was very engaged with uh, with the chats and everything. Uh, you can find me, Banyaging Native, on twitch.tv and on kick.tv. Uh, my my famous hashtag FUFB <laughs> you guys will be able to find me on twitch.tv and on kick.com just type in Banyagag Native and you will find me occasionally as much as I can as time allows streaming retro games and modern games currently I am going through Mafia Definitive Edition because it was free on PlayStation yes. Plus So I am playing. I played the original Mafia on GOG. That was really good. But Mafia Definitive Edition, I'm playing through that one right now. Excellent, excellent game. It's like watching a movie, but in a good way. You were about. You were saying something about it, JDM. You were saying. You were. You were saying a little bit something. No. Uh, no. Now, okay, but yeah, thanks very much to everybody for ha- having hung around and watched us in our little review of 8-Bit Christmas, and we'll see you again next year. On to you, Joe. All right, thank you for that, Sir, uh, Sir Joel. Um, so we're just going to announce a few of our partners here. Um, a few announcements. Um, we'll start off with this one. Hey, mm. what is this? Mm-hmm. Apparently, Ozine Philippines mm-hmm. is uh, will be celebrating their retro gaming classic consoles and games. <laughs> One moment, one moment, Joe. Uh, we'll have to do this properly. I think your signal is dropping a little bit. Let's do it. Let's do it again from the beginning, right now. I think we're good now. God damn it. Okay, that's okay. Signal, signal, signal drops happen. All right, we're good. Oh my god. All right, Mr. Frames. All right, Mr. Frames. We're good now. All right. All right. God damn it, Mr. Frames. All righty. So, Mr. Frames is uh is doing uh is doing extra work for tonight. All righty. So. Uh, where were we? Oh yeah, so Ozin Fest is going retro uh, on December twenty sixth, December twenty seventh, twenty twenty three, at the Mega Trade Hall, SM Mega Mall. Mm-hmm. Says retro gaming, classic consoles and games tournament, game challenge, demos, and more. All thanks to Retro Unlimited, Studio.ph, and Shuffle Emporium. So for mm-hmm. all of you Ozin Fest fans out there. Uh, not only that you're going to be enjoying uh, uh, pop, uh, J- J- uh, J-pop culture, anime. Apparently, there's some retro, vi- uh, retro gaming as well going to be available in there. Mm-hmm. So, be sure to check them out. Um, all thanks to Retro Unlimited, Studio.ph, and Shuffle Emporium. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we got... Uh, what else do we got? Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, next one is this one. Um, we got the Toku Spirits is will be having a, a fan meeting with Mr. Kurata Tetsuo-san. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all of you guys who don't know uh, or who just don't uh, or, or who can't remember, Mr. Kurata is the actor of, get this, he was the original actor of Mask Rider Black. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, so Mr. Kurata Tetsuo-san will be doing a fan meeting, autograph signing, photo selfie, Q&A, corner and live performance 
Oh yeah, I, yeah. He sings. I think. Uh, I think he said. I think he sang the uh, the uh, the opening theme and the ending theme of Mass Rider Black. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, this is brought to you by Toku Spirits. Uh, for more for more details on this event, just go to Toku Spirits Facebook page. Mr. Tetsuo Kurata having a fan meeting, and uh, which is a uh, and. Some added good news. You don't have to stand six meters away from him just to get a selfie. <laughs> right? I mean, um, granted, uh, he's old. Uh, he's older, but he know where uh, he he knows where he came from. Uh, he know where he where he came from. So um, he, um, so there so there there's no need for you to be so. Um, uh, so distance. very different when you're uh, when you're taking a, uh, when you, when you're taking a picture with Mr. Tetsuo. Mm. <laughs> I mean, who does that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, you'd think that if you stood in line for all that long and you paid for the privilege of taking a photograph, you would for paying for that much, it. you would think you will be privileged enough to you know to stand close to your uh, 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 to your hero celebrity. Oh God! Mm. Heck, I've been to many many uh, celebrity appearances and signings like Peter Weller, uh, Lou Ferrigno, uh, all of these all of these great guys and. Not once have I ever been told that you can't touch him, you can't come close to him. That that's as far as you get, and oh, yeah. you know you get a photograph. I've never experienced and another. That. Oh, and another good news, guys! If mm-hmm. you're going to this event, most likely you, you're not going to be mistaken for taking a photograph of a cut up. <laughs> I've I've had photographs with actual celebrities like Richard Dean Anderson, John Michael Vincent, all of these all, all these amazing people, but you will never ever see me more than more than a foot away from any of them. Most of the time, they're even you know they even have their arm oh. around me, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, alrighty. So uh, so enough. Uh, so um, enough throwing shade. <laughs> um, <laughs> enough throwing no shade. Fix. Let's go with. Oh, you guys. Shade. You guys we'll, make we'll sure you with... clip that, okay? You guys make sure you clip this. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to so, make a meme out. Oh yeah. So enough with the shade. Move on with the shakes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Sweet to the Spanya. Nice. So sweet to the Spanias right there. Um. Uh, uh, so they are serving all sorts of uh, fruit shakes uh, in different kinds of flavors. Uh, you get your uh, uh, you get your, uh, your your chocolate Oreos in there, um, and uh, the shop is located at the at, at the second floor of the Fuse Box Building, San Paloc, Manila. Um, so um, if you're if you're inside if you're within the location, uh, go, please and try ahead and um, go and uh, go and uh, try. Some of their delicious treats, especially on a very hot afternoon. And speaking of sweet tooth España, I think they did held a uh, like a Pokemon card game. Yeah, uh, so card they uh, so they did a ha- uh, so they did the Pokemon trading card game at the sweet tooth España um, shop, all thanks to Shuffle Emporium. Uh, so it was held earlier. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, is it still to, uh, well earlier um, earlier today? So they did the uh, the Pokemon uh, trading card game uh, mini competition in there uh, at uh, at uh, uh, at Sweet Tooth uh, España. Um, not bad for their uh, for their initial uh, mini competition though. 
And I think they're going to continue the uh, competition for next week as well. Mm-hmm. All right, excellent. Next okay, time good. I check. All right. So then, um, and then of course, uh, let's do Shuffle Emporium. So this is the Shuffle Emporium, guys. So what I'm showing here is the Facebook page of Shuffle Emporium. Uh, basically, uh, it's an uh, it's a it's an online shop that deals with anime figures, uh, toys, trading card games, and other collectibles. So you can uh, so you can still go to uh, to their Facebook page or just go into their official web uh, website shuffleemporium.com to check out their awesome inventory so that you can take your collection to the next level. See right there, all that good stuff. And then we will also going to feature studio.ph. Just waiting for that to load. Right there, that's their Facebook page of studio.ph, where I think they were uh, uh, they were at the uh, at the Centris event earlier today, and I think they're still on Centris uh, the Centris market for tomorrow. I think that's that's their booth from earlier. Um, so with um, with Studio PH, um, they're the brand that that is dedicated in making quality prints for stickers, shirts, hoodies, bags, and lots more. So what I'm showing you guys is the Facebook page of Studio.ph, or you can just send an email to Studio.ph at gmail.com for your customized personal and corporate printing inquiries. There you go. And next one is Retro Unlimited. I'm just going to load that up right now. Uh, with Retro Unlimited, that's their uh, Facebook uh, Facebook page right there. Um, so they're a web-based boutique that offers apparel and clothing with prints referencing the old uh, old school anime, video games, and pop culture. Uh, so you can still check out their Facebook page right here. They also have a page in Lazada and TikTok. There you go. Uh, different shapes and sizes or prep for all with fine taste in anything retro. There you go. That's Retro Unlimited. Um, and we also got the Sega Mega Masters as well. Uh, being uh, hosted by Sir Dan and Sir Viraj. Unfortunately, cannot be here due to their uh, professional, uh, professional obligation. So the Sega Mega Masters is, uh, is, a, is, uh, is a podcast focused on the Sega Mega Drive, Sega Genesis, and the Sega Master System. Um, they're doing all sorts of reviews, interviews, discussions, and challenges. So you can check their show, the Sega Mega Masters, uh, available in YouTube. And lastly, we are also uh, also giving a shout out to Collectors Alley. Uh, Hosted by Sir Chairman uh, Erwin Esteban of RGCP, uh, one of our uh, one of our partners as well. Um, the Collector's Alley, uh, located at the third floor of the Kalaokan Mall, houses all sorts of old video games, toys, action figures, uh, gunpla models, anime-related goodies as well. So if you happen to find yourself um, within the location, be sure to uh, be sure to. Uh, check the the shop for their latest inventory. As a little shout out to Sir Chair uh, to Chairman Irwin, if ever I arrive uh, in the Philippines sometime in the future and I visit your shop, please get your Famicom cards ready for me because I'm probably going to buy out your entire stock. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. 
<laughs> I, I, oh, he's not. Uh, he's not kidding. I'm not kidding on this one. <laughs> he's, he's not, not kidding. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, and also just to promote the show, uh, the Timeless Gamer Show, um, our our recorded live shows still available in YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Um, granted, if YouTube or Facebook is not flagging us for copyright, we should still be there. Um, if you can't find a particular episode, that's fine. The next best thing will be listening to the audio portion of the show, uh, the, the, audio, uh, the audio versions of our show um, that you can still find at the major audio streaming platforms out there. Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, all of that stuff. iTunes, we are everywhere. Just type in Timeless Gamer Show. Uh, and you will find us right away with, uh, within, the, uh, within the first uh, few selections. And yeah, that's the show. It's the season eight finale. We will be back next year sometime January for season nine. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, we will doing uh, we will we will be doing another review, but this time we will be doing uh, we will be reviewing the bitmap books. Um, so uh, I'm. Uh, we 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 were uh, we were able to secure. Well, Sir Joel uh, was able to uh, was able to secure three PDF copies of Bitmaps, um, a few of Bitmaps books. Bitmap books. Uh, you can just check them out anyway uh, in their website. It's Bitmap books. Uh, so Bitmap, it's like a tongue twister. God damn it. So Bitmap <laughs> basically um, uh, trying to. Uh, uh, trying to market their uh, their books to a, uh, to other audiences, and we were fortunate enough to acquire some of those books so we can review them, yeah, uh, tell them, um, give our first impressions on how they compiled their books. Um, could be uh, th- their books ranges from uh, the Sega Mega Drive, the Sega Master System, handheld, uh, classic uh, computer. Role-playing games, Japanese role-playing games, beat 'em ups, shoot 'em ups, the NES, the SNES, and other stuff. So we were uh, we were able to uh, we were able to ha- we were able to acquire the the Sega Mega Drive. Oh no, 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 no. We were able to we were able to have the the SNES, the Click and Point, mm-hmm. and uh, what's the other one? The NES and the oh NES SN- SNES right NES mm-hmm. SNES and the click and points yes because we want we want our audience to have access to all of this amazing content it's not just video games but also books and <clears throat> who knows uh, video game movie video game related movies as well we want all our audience to be familiar not just with current video gaming but the history of video gaming because we want knowledge spread out to everybody so yeah so unfortunately this will be the last uh so this will be the last timeless gamer show of the year mm-hmm. so we will take a christmas break and then the time will be back uh it's going to be season nine yeah hey all right so um so i know some of you guys uh hearing this news you will be like this I know, I know. Don't worry, guys. 
just just gonna be we'll a break. Be everybody, yes, everybody will just be spending time with their family, just like an 8-bit Christmas. Everybody will just be having a good time, drinking all the wine, eating all the food, making sure that everybody has a good time throughout the holidays because Christmas is for children, Christmas is for family, Christmas is all about love. And, you know, we'll be back. We'll see you again next year. We we'll promise. See you again next year. So that's it, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> uh, happy holidays. That's the show. Um, any last words, gentlemen, before we end? JDM. Yeah, I hope you do enjoy your um, holidays, guys. And we'll be back for more Timeless Gamers. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's it, guys. And as always, our bodies and our games might grow out of date, but our video game experiences will forever remain. Hey, timeless. All right, we'll see you guys again next year. Have a happy, have a happy Christmas, Merry New Year. Enjoy yourselves, okay? Bye.